Emerging technologies are transforming the healthcare industry as we know it. Investors, say hello to HTech, a portfolio dedicated to capturing the significant growth potential of healthcare innovation. Learn more at roboglobal.com/htec. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. King Gates, New Orleans Savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fox Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports dude. Bring the wood. MLB. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA. We going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice. You heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. One of sports radios. Legendary figure. Hello, childrens. It is Monday already, June 17th, and yes, I hope you all had a great Father's Day weekend. You know, uh, I knew Father's Day was going to be special when I saw that O.J. Simpson was on Twitter, and then Bill Cosby was tweeting once again. You know what I'm saying, Robin? I think you accidentally turned my headset down. I'm like, why are you not loud enough? Are you down? Are you up now, or are you down? I'm good now. You got to get up to get down, as you know, Robin. You know why? Because you have new headphones on, and, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's so loud. It sounds bassy. It sounds good. It's sweet. Yes, no. those are your new birthday yes. birthday headset from the fantastic AJ in San Antonio. Yeah, it sounds good. It's Sony. You know, that's I love the Sonys, because I don't need the Beats by Dr. Dre and all this other stuff, because they're not... These are studio yes. headsets. These are not sitting around, walking into an NBA locker room, wearing ridiculous clothing headsets. This is something when you're doing professional broadcasting, not when you're listening to your iPad or iPod or whatever the hell else you're listening to these days. But it is a Monday. So O.J. Simpson, I saw on Saturday, was on Twitter. Yes. And you know what the first thing I tweeted to him, right? No, what did you I tweet? wrote, you following me, Juice? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I mean, if O.J. Simpson's not following me, he's still looking for the killers, I guess, out there somewhere on a golf course. Maybe he was at Pebble Beach this weekend. Well, I mean, throughout your sports radio history, you've 
interviewed him exactly. multiple times. I interviewed him back when he was playing for the Buffalo Bills, and then when he won the Heisman Trophy. Actually, before that, he won the Heisman Trophy, then the Buffalo Bills, then all the movie careers, and then Monday Night Football, and then all the great so, naked gun movies, jumping over cars and people inside an airport to get to the Hertz counter. Yes. Remember those days? I do recall those days. And now fast forward to 2019, and O.J. Simpson back out on the streets after serving time, not for the murder that he was acquitted of, right. the double murder, right. but for having his memorabilia stuff stolen when he went in a gunpoint to try to get it back and went to jail for that. So he's out, he did his crime, he did his time, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it is safe to go out in the water. And so I jokingly also tweeted over the weekend, O.J. Simpson's on Twitter now. I wrote, did he run out of Instagram models? But that's, you know, that's a different story for a different say, time. I have to say, I admit that when I watched that expose, uh, The Real Killer... Uh, <laughs> investigation that they had on TV. I, I was very skeptical at first, but after I watched it, I was like, you know what? Maybe it was his son from a different marriage, the older son. Reverend, are you buying into this conspiracy stuff? You know, but there was a lot of things that kind of made sense. By the way, I did and, not and know the, this. And the fact that he would, he would try to cover it up because it was his son. You know, who still has a career as a result of all of that is, uh, what's his face? Oh, Kato Kalin, his houseboy. He's still yeah. like a celebrity out there somehow. Somehow. But anyway, God, good for him. Today, uh, by the way, I, don't, I have to check that. Is today the 25th anniversary of the white Bronco chase? Oh, you know where it? I was when that was happening? Where? I was on the air on ESPN Radio. Oh, God. When the white Bronco chase, was the slow speed right Bronco chase was going on, and, and everybody, everybody stopped because, yeah. remember, there were NBA playoffs going on. And everybody and that thought it was kind of a joke, too, no, right? It was, it was the real deal. No, but I'm saying that nobody, I mean, it was all kind of like, this isn't really happening, is it? Well, in L.A., there's always a car chase, and they go live to it. But when it's O.J. Simpson in a white Bronco with his boy, A.J. Cowlings. How about that's another A.J. Cowling, another A.J. out there. Not A.J. Marcos, not A.J. Bruno, not A.J. in San Antonio. AJ not A.J. Foyt, A.J. Lopez, A.J. everybody. So enough about, uh, I just hope, uh, if he's not following me, then I may have to block him. Yes. I may have to block O.J. Simpson. <laughs> if I block him, is that dangerous? I don't know. I don't know what to do with O.J. Simpson on Twitter. <laughs> I'm following him, and I hope he follows me. Maybe I can go down to the local Muni golf course and help him try to find the real killers here in Philadelphia. I don't think he's checked here. I think he pretty much has scoured all these Southern California tracks. And maybe he was at Pebble Beach. Not A.J. Pruszynski. That's exactly right. It's a lot of good A.J. knowledge. Knowledge. Do you know where you were, Robin, during the Bronco chase? I don't remember. I really don't remember where I was. What's the matter with you? Was it really 25 years ago? Because remember, that was the NBA Finals was going on, I believe. So I got to look that up on this date in history. Game six of the Finals... Back when the Knicks were still an NBA franchise, Knicks Rockets were on the air live on ESPN Radio, and all of a sudden, we didn't break into the Bronco chase because we were doing radio only, but we're watching the monitors with the NBA Finals on, and the chase was televised everywhere. They even broke in to the national television broadcast of the NBA Finals. Everybody knew the Knicks weren't going to win anyway, so they figured, what the hell, this is more interesting. Poor Patrick Ewing. But anyway... That was it, 25 years ago. And Bill Cosby's on Twitter doing Father's Day greetings 
and apparently that didn't go over yeah, well. Yeah, that's not being so well received. Maybe not quite what he expected, but it was it wasn't him obviously because he's in jail. It was his account. Well, who's running his account? Who knows? But it's not him. I mean, I don't think that they have quite access to all the. I was waiting media for. Stuff. I was waiting for uh, what's his name, uh, Kermit Gosnell, to start tweeting from Twitter to all the fathers that can't have a kids anymore because their mothers decided to go have an abortion. And he's in prison for that. So, yeah, I didn't know you could tweet from prison. But who knows? They're changing the know. laws. All the rules are being changed. Now you can probably tweet from prison. You can bring in some uh, conjugal visitors, bring in some strippers. Whatever you need, they're going to take care of business. I, speaking of prison, I was just looking <laughs> on. Um, I'm having a problem with my phone that I ported into Total Wireless, which is a total outrage, by the way, because it's a brand new phone. It's a Galaxy Note 9. No one has had more phone issues, Robin, than you. I know. And it is a fantastic everything. I mean, it is like the highest end of everything. But on Total Wireless, when you bring in your own phone, it showed that it was compatible. Everything was okay. That's why I bought it. And I got a great deal on it. Um, but I'm having problems with my photo messaging. So I'm not able to send or receive MMS texts. I can do everything else, but no MMS. What about like... Uh you know, nude pictures and stuff. Nope. If you're going to slide, some, can you slide into somebody's I can, DMs? I can use, I can use all other types of, uh, like Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. or whatever to send photo messages, but I cannot use regular text messages. So you couldn't send any of the great photos because people said, "What did you do for Father's Day, <laughs> no. Tony?" So, so I, I wanted to go. So I wanted to send out pictures because we did something every dad wants to do. On Father's Day. Yes, but let me finish the, my, the whole reason I was telling the story. Okay, what I was saying, that's why I wanted to point out that on Father's Day you couldn't send out pictures no. what you normally do when we go places. I couldn't. I, well, I can, I can post them. I can post them on social media, but I cannot send them to somebody else via text. And so I was looking to see if there was another type of a text app that would allow me to do that, that would override my own messaging app, and it still has the same issue. But did you know that there is an app out there specifically designed so that you can send photos Photographs to prisoners. There is. Yes, I saw it was it, when I was. Is it looking, called the Slammer app? When I, <laughs> Slammer. When I was. Looking, I didn't even kiss her. I mean, I, I was looking. I was like, this can't be real. And I, I was looking through all the apps available on my on the Play Store, and there you have it. There is a pri- send messages or send photographs to prisoners. I used to get letters from prisoners in jail. Would you listen to the nighttime yeah. show when we were on? Right, they into can the send. Night. They can send. Messages. Yeah, they can send messages. Now they can send and receive anything. I think they even make. I think Uber Eats now makes uh, deliveries, <laughs> deliveries in, in the there. big house. <laughs> Rikers Island, yeah. What would you like? Grubhub. <laughs> Grubhub. But we know. So Father's Day. Where do we go, Robin? It was well. It, this was not your choice, although you did enjoy it. I, I hope. I like going to the Amish. I went up looking for Lebanon Levi because your mom is in town, yes. and she said she's never been to the Amish country. So we took a ride on a beautiful Sunday, Father's Day. Up to the Amish country, and of course, we had to go to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Absolutely, and that's I, the epicenter of the Amish. And uh, we found I learned something new that I was unaware of because I knew that the Pennsylvania Dutch, that name, was a mispronunciation of Pennsylvania Deutsch, which means German because correct. of the, them be, having the German influence. However, that's the Amish portion of it, but the Mennonites are actually of Dutch descent, and they were started by a Dutch minister back in, like, the 1600s. Or Not 1500s. the Dutch masters. There was somebody else. They made cigars. So I there think. is a Dutch component there. Wow. I did not know I didn't know see that. any Dutches, Dutchies out there, although I saw we saw a lot of great... You know, the interesting thing, you know you're in Amish country 
when you see the, the horse poop appears everywhere on the streets. Once you start seeing horse poop, especially in the breakdown lane, you know the Amish and the Mennonites are active on a Sunday because everything's closed up there on Sundays except a couple of restaurants here and there. And so I love going up there. So Rob, uh, Robin's mom, though, did not like the fact that we went to intercourse. I'm like, dude, it's the name of the town. It's not a joke. We didn't name it intercourse. We didn't name it bird in hand. We didn't name it blue ball. I had nothing to do. They named it up there. Well, I am showing now uh, some of the... Whoops. Oh, I should probably... Excuse the uh, scroll here, but this is where we were start. So, so my mother is... Never go to intercourse with your mother. Just <laughs> That was a bad... <laughs> Because when I told your mom we're going to intercourse, she thought I was being the typical, you know, making. Oh, that's being yeah, Tony. Yeah, I'm going to be there, and we're going to do sophomoric crap and all that kind of. No, it's the name of the town. Now, but now my mother is a camera fanatic. She takes photographs of everything and tons she even of them. takes photographs of Asians taking photographs. Yeah, I, mean, just, I mean, which is unheard of. But <laughs> if you, so I have on the screen now. These are these are pictures that my mother took. We, we she was fascinated. These are this is a Mennonite young lady, and apparently bicycles. So this is yeah. the Dutch influence. They're, yeah, they're riding bikes they ride now, bikes. and they're rollerblading. We saw oh, yeah. Mennonite chicks, you oh, know, no, in the full regalia, I'm not only bicycling. But Here. they were rollerblading. Now, now those are Amish because you can tell by the darker color they were rollerblading. Yeah, no, they're beautiful. No, it was, I was there, Rob, and I saw it. I was driving the car. I'm, well, I'm just showing which ones are being shown I never shown knew right now. the Mennonites roller skated. Yes. I knew they had bicycles. And then we saw, I mean, this was uh, my mother because they were so adorable. The children that were obviously, the, I, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm assuming. It was a family. I don't know for a fact. It was a family affair. But I'm assuming that they had just come from church. And you can tell how enthused the young kids were. Um, so here's a young lady, uh, obviously incredibly excited to be either coming or going to church. I got to get one of those carts. Here for South Philly. This way, my neighbors don't bang into it when they're pulling out of a parking spot. We can back it in ourselves and then bring the horse in. This was my favorite, though. (laughs) So we we were driving by, and as we're passing this carriage, um, all of us in the car were like, oh, did you see those three triplet boys? They were so adorable. Looking out the back window. So we made. I think they were looking for upskirt videos, I think. But that's, you know, their dad and mom in the front didn't know. They were just in the back with the little. Can they allow to use cameras, the Amish? No. How do you know? Uh, Because they they don't. I mean, it's one of the things that I read. What do they do for family photos? They don't. They still have, I think maybe they still have uh, portraits being painted. I don't know, Tony. They don't have anything that requires batteries or electricity. <laughs> I feel sorry for I the women. It, no, <laughs> not, not, they don't even use batteries? No, I don't think so. I know so. they don't have electricity and, and lights and cable and phones and no. all that other stuff. No, no batteries. Do they just sketch each other when they do nudes? I, I don't know. <laughs> do they get an easel out and get Bob Ross on there and do happy clouds over the, I don't over know. the Lancaster County area? But the funny, so so we passed by these this family and all of us were like, did you see it? So we made Tony turn around. And I went like five miles down the road because I didn't want to turn into somebody's driveway 
to do a U-turn because, you know, you don't want to pull in. And by the way, we're going 40 miles an hour, so it's pretty hard to pull into yes. a driveway going 40 miles an hour. So look at these faces. They yeah, are so awesome. adorable. So then we made Tony turn around. We go all the way back again and then turn around, and then we come up behind him. Like, I keep telling Tony, slow down, slow down, slow down. He's like, no, I don't want it to make it too obvious. So my mom had to take pictures really fast. I think she did a great job. No, these are great pictures. I mean, adorable. it's like entering another world. And listen, God bless those people. I mean... That you want to talk about staying true, old school to the cause? These people are still living in the 1700s. It's incredible. It is incredible. And you go up there, and it's not like this. This isn't like going to Disney or an amusement park where there's characters walking around. These are the these people are living their regular everyday lives, and they have the they they ride the carts where there's a shoulder. They ride it on the shoulder because they know that cars are going by all the time. So mm -hmm. we're in, basically interfering with their lives. They're not interfering with ours. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's, that was a fun day. We went around. We were looking for a good Amish place to eat, but they were all closed. Right, on Sunday. It's an outrage. I mean, I guess, I guess if they're going to be uber religious, uh, it would kind of make sense that they would not be open on Sundays. KOP Joe says, you got to scout the chicks who churn butter. They got sick wrist game. You understand that, Robin? The... Uh, Anyway, enough about the Amish and the Amish Mafia, and we want to shout out to Le Le Lebanon and Levi. We didn't see any Amish Mafia people. We did see a lot of Mennonite chicks. I love them hanging out in a schoolyard, though. We drove by a schoolyard, and they were like, it reminded me of West Side Story, except they were in gangs with, like, cut-off shirts and cigarette packs in their sleeves with slick-back hair. Right. They were like women all dressed up in the Mennonite. Mm -hmm. You can tell the difference between Mennonites and Amish. Yes. Because the Mennonite women wear light-colored clothing, right? Mm -hmm, without the black over it. Exactly. So we got all that straightened out. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Fan gesture goes, you don't see the Amish mafia until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say up there? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. But anyway, enough about the Amish. But we did have some shoe fly pie for dessert. We stopped into this little place. What used to be a... It's, it's still advertised as... A farm, an Amish farm, which mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. and they have a restaurant which is called. It used to be an Amish restaurant, and, then and they would have serve family right. style all right. the traditional Amish food, which right. is the meats and cheeses and root vegetables and square root vegetables, shoe fly pie, you know, all the traditional Dutch stuff. Not Dutch, but Dutch country, Pennsylvania Dutch, Pennsylvania Dutch Amish stuff. The Amish outlaws were not playing either on a Sunday, which you would think they would. I think they were here at the Philadelphia graduation party here in the city, which ended up in gun, gun violence. One person killed, six people shot. Now, Happy I graduation get day. Yeah, hey, congratulations. Now let's bust out some weapons and start shooting the joint up in a playground. They were having a graduation party in a playground here in Philly, and it was a shootout. Seriously, what the hell's going on out there? Good and plenty, that's what it was called. So there's a place called Good and Plenty Farm. Remember? That was the name of yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. And you look it up, and you're on your app, and you're looking on it, and then we drive, and we get there, and now it's called Barbecue. So it's like a barbecue joint. Mm -hmm. So we went in there and said, what happened to Good and Plenty? Robin ate the whole box on the way up there because she's a big uh, Good and Plenty freak. Hey, I love the black licorice. Well, who doesn't? You know what they say. Once you go black, you never go back. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Hey, where are the white women at? Trust me, the white women were all up in Amish country yesterday. All up there. <laughs> so anyway, enough about that. That's what we did on Father's Day. 
I posted a couple of pictures. I took a picture of the shirt that I love because we have a refrigerator magnet from prior trips that say, I love intercourse. Yes. And you put that on your refrigerator. And then when your family and kids come over, you try to explain what that means. Now, intercourse is one of those words that's really mild when discussing sexual activity with your children and your, and your elders. I want to see if I have it because of the fact that I wasn't able to. You have the picture because I tried on one of those straw hats, and I'm telling you right now, I could be Amish. Except they don't have facial hair, though, do they? Well, some of them do, yeah. But you don't see like hipster guys. But I look like. Do I not look Amish in that? Did you post that, Robin? No, I'm. I'm showing. So I finally found a hat that would fit me. I'm not a seven. I'm not a seven and a quarter or seven and three eighths. They had no seven and a halfs. So I put the big straw hat on. And then I found an I Love Intercourse shirt that I didn't put on. I just held it over me. And then I threw down some Amish gang signs. And Robin is showing that right now. Yes. You got to throw down, whenever you are, you got to understand the local community. So you throw down, well, I'm in the LBC out in California. I throw down, you know, the Crips and the Blood signs. But when you're in Amish country, you got to throw down the Irish Mafia sign. Not Irish, Amish Mafia. You're such a dork. Thank you. I am Brother Jebediah Bruno. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, what, what, would be, what would be an Amish name starting with an A? Aloysius? No. What is, it, what is, it, what is a good... Uh, it would have to be somewhat German. Come on, people. I don't know, Robin. Enough about that. Let's get down to the business, because you know what's happening right now in Toronto, Alfred. Canada? Alfred. No, No, Al- Alfred's not an Amish name. I'll, I'll... It's like Jebediah, uh, Stolfus. You just think of all the great Amish names up there. And you know what? They make the, Augustus. They make the best. That's There's one, one thing for sure about the Amish. Nobody puts together wooden structures better than the Amish. Nobody can raise a barn, raise a house. Raise the roof? Well, they don't really raise the roof. They raise the... They do... When you go up there, all you see is storage sheds. Mm-hmm. And every place you go to, they make them up there. Oh, I know. And then They're they bring beautiful. them down like Home Depot, Lowe's. When you buy one, you can buy one made in the Amish country. And Pennsylvania is not the only state, by the way. Indiana, Ohio have big Amish communities. Abraham is a good one, but... Augustus, Amos? Not Aug- famous Amos. Augustus is also a really good name because it's of Germ- Germanic descent. I don't know any Amish people named Augustus. That's Greek. You have no. You have to say it in a German way, Augustus. That's a German name. You know the Germans make real good stuff, right? <laughs> yes, anyway, enough. Let's go live now because right now, you know what's happening. I don't. We're not really going live, but it was just pausably live, which means it was a couple of minutes ago. Right now, guess who's flying his private airplane? And it's not one of those little like Cessnas or even a Learjet. It is an actual commercial airliner, a big boy. Looks like a seven thirty-seven, maybe. Drake, his airplane is doing flyovers at the Raptors victory parade. Yeah, so today the Toronto Raptors celebrating their world championship from last week. Over the weekend, Saturday, the St. Louis Blues had their Stanley Cup championship parade. Uh And Brett Hall was the highlight because he was drunker than a skunk. And that's what you always look for in these parades. You always look for something like an icon, like Chase Utley, world effing champions here. Right. You know, you had uh, back when the Lakers won. And they had guys getting up and cursing because they're drunk and they don't really restrain themselves. But did you see Brett Hull over the weekend? Brett Hull, former St. Louis great, actually won a Stanley Cup with Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Billy's a great Amish name. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. But anyway, where was I, Robin? I feel like I'm Todd Glass Toronto. doing his stand-up. So Toronto is going crazy, right? 
Yet, while Toronto's doing this, nobody's paying attention to the Raptors. They win a world championship, and boom, the Lakers get Anthony Davis. As I told Dean on Friday, and I guaranteed it, now he owes me some. Remember, we made the bet on the air, Robin. Yes, he said, did. Anthony Davis is going to the Celtics. And I said to him, nope. we see, we got to pull these clips, Robin, so I we can a, document the people. We can document the people, all of these things that I get right. Trust me, because we play on when I get it wrong. So I said to Dean, he called up because of some Boston honks website where they're all honks for Boston. Like, we have Boston Philly honk websites in well, town. Well, you said, you said that uh, he would go to the Lakers, and Dean said that he was going to go up go to, to the, the Celtics. Celtics. And I said there was no way in hell, not because I hate the Celtics or love the Lakers. I couldn't care less about either team. But I said there's no way because Anthony Davis's dad even said he doesn't want his son playing in Boston. Right. Not that his dad told him where to go. You know who told him where to go? LeBron. LeBron did it six months ago when he was trying to recruit him. And remember, the Lakers got fined $50,000 for actually uh, interfering. But we, we, we talked about, before we get back to the, the other NBA stuff and golf and all the other important stuff in baseball and soccer and all the great updates we have today. Today, I want to give you the highlight, just a taste of the Toronto Raptors victory parade. Because, you know, there's, there's, there's Kawhi Leonard. He's on the main float, the first one. He's got the NBA championship trophy, which is big enough to carry around. And then right next to him is Fred Van Fleet, who was phenomenal, especially in that final game. And he's on the float. And he wrote on his text, on his tweet, best city on the planet. And then people are responding, not even the best city in Canada. So that's all. That's Canada on Canada crime. I'm not going to tell you what the best city in Canada is. They're all great cities. Well, here we have the video that I'm playing right now. So, so this run is it, what he posted. Run it up there now. And it's, uh, it's it'll, Fred Van Fleet. Yep. I'll play it over Who's on Fleek, by the way. And there he is. There's no sound. I don't know why they didn't get music for the parade. Did he not send it with sound? No. He sent a little video, like a 10-second video no of him and Kawhi up on the float, on the first float up in Toronto, and there's a massive crowd. I mean, you got to give it up. The fans, you know what? They deserve it. They, they, they've had an NBA team since the early, what, 93, I think they came into the league, 91, and now they win their first championship. Not Greta Van Fleet, no. No, that's Greta Van Susteren, not to say. Is there a Greta Van Fleet? Uh, let's see, I have, and then here's this other video. Let me see if this one is... And the Andrew McDonald era here in Philadelphia came to an end over the weekend. The veteran defenseman was released. Eric Carlson resigns with your San Jose Sharks. Give him a long-term contract. Eight years, yo. So they get him signed, Eric Carlson. Got hurt, had some big games in the, uh, fi- in the Western Conference Finals, and then got hurt and couldn't finish it out. 95-96 is when they came into play into the league, the Toronto Raptors. So it's not like they've been suffering for 50... It's not like they're the Toronto Maple Leafs who haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. The Toronto Raptors weren't even thought of in the 60s. So congratulations to the Raptors. But meanwhile, while they're celebrating, nobody else in the NBA... They've become an afterthought already in the NBA. All right, get out of here. Where's Kawhi going to go? Because then you had the big story where the Lakers, who obviously tampered, are now all of a sudden the favorites in the NBA to win the championship again. So while everybody was ripping LeBron and the team sucked and he wasted a year of his career, he had an ulterior motive there. And his ulterior motive was, all right, we'll get rid of all the guys that I don't really like. We'll bring in a superstar like Anthony Davis, who he had his sights set on during the season. And then once we get Anthony Davis in here, 
We got cat on cat violence right now. Put the camera on this now. This is father and son. This is after Father's Day, the dad attacking his son. I'm sure this happened in a lot of places around the country, but there wasn't fur flying like there was right now. They're playing with each other. No, that was not playing. They're not playing? Then what would you call what just happened on the couch here in the Tony Bruno wine cellar? That was a dad trying to show dominance. Hey. To a cat. <laughs> hey, it's Father's Day. I mean, you got to give, give it up for dad every once in a while. The son's a lazy ass. Well, yeah, that's The true. son's like a millennial. The dad's like the old school dad. Although, no, it's like, I thought I'm it, the dominant it's mega- no longer I'm, millennial. It's uh, Gen Y. Whatever it is. Y is what they say when they say, which generation? Y. Y. Pourquoi? Pourquoi, as they say in Paris, Robin. Pourquoi? We had major cat-on-cat action. You can find that on, uh, on, on YouPorn or Pornhub. You just look for pussy-on-pussy pussy action, and then I think what you find, that video uh-huh. pops up. You know what I'm saying? This is Generation Y is right. W-H-Y. Why? Why, Robin? Why? Anyway, so you saw there's the Toronto Raptors. Raptors getting no respect, no love, no respect at all. And now that LeBron has gotten himself Anthony Davis, even though they're not supposed to actually do a deal, until what, July 6th, this is going to be made official. Here we are on, July, on June 17th. Well, they can make a deal. They tried to steal the thunder from the Toronto Raptors. That's what they did, the Lakers. And they gave up a bunch of guys and three first-round draft picks. And now, guess who they have their sights set on? They are now looking at Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is now their next target. And if they can't get Kemba Walker, according to Adrian Woj, Mr. NBA at ESPN, the best NBA beat writer, not really a beat writer anymore. He, He covers the entire league with a blanket. He says if they can't sign Kemba Walker, the free agent from Charlotte, Their next target is 76er Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. Could you imagine that? LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Jimmy Buckets. That would be something. Now, here's the deal. The Sixers obviously can offer him the max deal five years. The Lakers can only offer Jimmy Buckets four years. So is Jimmy Buckets going to go stay here and get the max five-year contract, probably his last max deal because he's 29 and he'll be 30-something and depending on how he continues to play and if he wants to play beyond five years. Or does he go for the Lakers thinking of, look at what they have now already. They got LeBron. They got Anthony Davis. You add me to that mix, and then you just get a couple of guys off the street, and you'll be once again the favorites in the Western Conference after all is said and done. With all due respect to Portland, with all due respect to the Warriors, who've got issues of their own with Kevin Durant. Not Forget about not going back next year. He's not going anywhere to play next year. And then you got uh, Clay Thompson with issues as well and has to go th- through a rehabilitation pro- project for his injury. So are the Lakers all of a sudden, after being the laugh- laughing stock of the league, pretty much tanking the season, and then uh, you know forcing Magic Johnson out, and Rob Palenka, who was ripped, is now making the move still and bringing in Anthony Davis and maybe Jimmy, Jimmy Butler? Well, we have Brian Oringer coming yes, up he is. here at one forty-five. Uh, at one forty-five, in fifteen minutes, more we'll get down to it. We'll get down to it, as we once said. Who is at Scout with Brian on Twitter? In case you want to follow him, but he has all sorts of great information. By the way, according to Philly Special Six One Zero, Mark Gasol fell off the float in Toronto. He tore his Achilles, and the crowd went wild. We have tape. <laughs> no, that's a joke. He's kidding. 
Why would they cheer him? He's one of their hometown guys. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense in Canada, Robin. Even the American dollar. Eight. Yes, they gave up three first-round draft picks, the Lakers did, to your New Orleans Hornets. Pelicans, whatever they're called now, the Pelicans. They gave up in that deal over the weekend, in case you missed it, even though it's not supposed to be announced, I guess I said, until July 6th. In the deal, Robin, Lonzo Ball. He's going to take his inferior sneakers, his dad and the whole circus, into New Orleans. Ingram and Josh Hart... Josh Hart, the Villanova guy, was pretty much on the bench. And three first-round draft picks to get Anthony Davis out of New Orleans into Los Angeles with the Lakers. So that's the latest on the NBA moving and shaking. I mean, it happened seconds after the NBA championship ended. They wasted no time, even though right now you're only supposed to be talking to teams. But the Lakers had their target, and they went out and got them. And the Boston Celtics were in the mix, but they couldn't offer anything close to what the Lakers package was. And then they may be losing Kyrie Irving on their own. So why would anybody go to Boston right now? See, the thing about the NBA, we've all learned, if you got one or two superstars right. and you're in a big media market and you have LeBron still there who's still in his prime, they're going to go to L.A. That's, what the whole, that's why LeBron went to L.A. Exactly. To, to, to recruit other recruit. players, to win more championships. <clears throat> he did it in Miami. In Cleveland, he tried to do it, but <clears throat> not Stu Hart, no. Jimmy Buckets is, is, I don't know where he's going to go. I'm just telling you what a, a respected NBA guy says. I trust Adrian Wojnarowski more than any other NBA insider. That's why ESPN gave him the bank to get out of Yahoo and become their NBA guy because there's nobody better. And there hasn't been anybody better than Adrian for at least 10 years in the NBA. That's how good he is. So if he's saying that Jimmy Butler's in the radar, if the Lakers can't get Kemba Walker, right. and the question is what Jimmy Butler wants to do, that's going to be an interesting developing story here in Philly because if Jimmy Buck- Butler leaves and goes to L.A., remember, he'll be leaving for less money because he's not going to get that fifth guaranteed year. He'll get four max. And he'll be sending a message to the Sixers that, hey, I'm going to go for less money because I believe. Now, this is if this happens and if he takes that deal. Isn't he saying to the Sixers, hey, I had a great time. You know, we played well. We almost made the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. But I got LeBron. I got A.D. Those guys can shoot. We know we had a guy here that can't shoot, Ben Simmons. We don't know what's happening with the other cast around him. But anyway, that's enough on that. We'll talk more NBA. But, of course, uh, the big story was Gary Woodland yesterday. And you don't have to like golf. You don't have to know who Gary Woodland is from Gary anybody. From Gary Stevens, from Gary uh, Glitter, from Gary Gilmore. Remember Gary Gilmore, Robin? The guy was shot by by execution. He wanted to die by firing squad. Gary Gilmore. I just saw a special That was his him. choice? Yeah, no, that's how they executed people when he was... And this is, we're not talking about ancient history. <clears throat> we'll get into Gary Gilmore later. Not Gary U.S. Bonds. And not uh, Carter Hart. And not, uh, anyway. So the good thing about the U.S. Open being on the West Coast at Pebble Beach is when we got back finally from the Amish country, right. it was like 6.30. But we still had plenty of time because the leaderboard, the top three and four guys up there were just going to 13. So we had at least five good holes of golf. And things really, if you watched it, I plunk, I hunkered down, grabbed an Amish root beer, sat down with some shoe fly pie, shooed the flies away, and watched golf. And Gary Woodland looked like he was going to spit it away. 
after the eighth hole. Mm-hmm. All those guys. Because Kopka looked like it's Kapka, Robin. Kapka. Not Kopka. I kept. I was trying to. You I were was trying, trying to make to... it Dutch. I know. I know. Kipka. Kapka. Cap. I know, but Cap. K E P. Just think it's spelled Kapka. But when I, yeah, he's the anyway. best golfer in the world, yes. Robin. If you don't know his name by now, no, I. You know. should not be allowed to but watch I, when, golf or even play golf. I'm not even going to go out and get you clubs now. I think that if because because where is he from, Tony? He's from the Midwest. Where's he from? I don't know exactly what town. I think he's from St. Louis. But his heritage is Dutch, so whenever I see the name, I, I it sounds it's Polish to me. It's not Dutch. No. Kupka. K O E P K A. I know, but it's Kepka. I know. Look it up. So anyway, it looks like he's leaking because remember he was zero for seven in tournaments when he was atop the leaderboard after fifty-four right. holes. <clears throat> in other words, after the first three rounds, he goes to the last round. He's in the lead. He finds a way to lose it seven times previous. And there he's got Brooks Kepka, the guy who's won it two times in a row, going for the three-peat. <clears throat> so what happens? Kepka looks like he's going to make the move. He's one shake. He moves it within two. And then, obviously, Woodland gets bogey, bogey. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, oh, man, he feels, he feels Kepka coming and breathing down. Mm-hmm. But remember, Kepka was a hole ahead of him. Right. And so while it looked like Gary Woodland was going to lose this thing and basically fall into a tie and then go down to the last couple of holes... And, then and, Kepka... and try to beat the best player in the world mentally. Now, remember, physically, this oh, isn't yeah. the thing. It's all up here. And so Gary Woodland finally cro- went over that line. The difference between they're all good physical talents and why Tiger Woods was so good for so long is that he had it up here to shake off a bad drive, to shake off shots that you're thinking, oh, man, I'm, this thing is falling away from me. I'm going to lose this again, and I've never won a major golf championship. And the crowd was behind him. And he goes out there and gets his composure back together. And then he wins his first U.S. Open, his first major. But then, you know, people start finding out more about the guy. Because not everybody knows him. You know, the real diehard golf. If you're in a golf fantasy league, you know who Gary Woodland is. He's from Florida. He's from uh, down in Florida. A lot of golfers are either from Florida or California. No, Woodland, I'm sorry. Yeah, Gary Woodland. So Woodland is also from Florida? I don't think, a lot of these guys weren't born there. They wind up moving there so they can play golf year-round on some great golf courses. So anyway, I don't care where they're from. Woodland gets it done. And then you start doing some research into, you know, you, everybody loves him, obviously, you can see it. Not everybody just loved Raymond. Everybody loved Gary Woodland. All the pros did. Because they saw this guy. He goes out there, plays hard all the time. He's never won a major championship. So you're rooting for the guy, just like the Toronto Raptors, just like the Blues. Here's a guy, you want him to win his first. You know, people were rooting for Kepka too, but Kepka didn't exactly take it away from him. He had chances, and he couldn't get it done, and he made a terrible, he made a one bad shot where he couldn't, he needed birdie, and he couldn't make it, because nobody could have made that shot. So anyway, you're thinking, what about this Gary Woodland guy? What do I need to know about him? Most people say, I don't give a crap, it's a golfer. You don't have to like golf. This is about humanity again. This is about what we found out with the St. Louis Blues and the Gloria thing, and the girl, Layla. Layla Anderson, Mm -hmm. and what she meant to the team and what the team meant to her. Then we find out there's another story. And if you go back to the Phoenix Open, the Phoenix Open Golf Championship, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, you found out that Gary Woodland is not just a great golfer on the PGA Tour. He's a great human. So in the Pro-Am, and you know I love the Greater Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. So on Wednesday of every tournament, there's a Pro-Am, and then the, he invited a special Olympics young lady with Down syndrome, 
by the name of Amy Bockerstedt. Bockerstedt. Amy Bockerstedt, who's from Florida also. So Amy Bockerstedt is a special Olympian. She's a great athlete. She plays golf. She's in cheerleaders. She does a lot of things. I think volleyball. So she's invited out there by the Special Olympics, and she gets to play with Gary Woodland earlier this year in the Greater Phoenix Open at the, at the TPC at Scottsdale. <clears throat> of course, where I've torn up as well. I remember making a birdie on one of those par threes where there was a coyote on the, on the green. Andrew Siciliano and I trying to stick the green on the par three, and there was a coyote. No, not one of the Phoenix Coyotes. Not even our good friend out there who played for the Phoenix Coyotes. You know that? Who lives in Scottsdale, Robin? Uh, Mike Golick. No, Mike Golick used to live in Scottsdale. He still lives in Scottsdale now. He does hockey on TV. He's played for the Flyers. He played oh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick. He wasn't on the green that day. So anyway, back to Phoenix earlier this year. Here it is, the Wednesday before the opening. This is the Pro-Am. And there's Gary Woodland out there. And they put together this video and watch the love that he gives this young lady, Amy Bockerstedt. And I can't believe she doesn't have a million followers on Twitter. I know. Well, she will after this. So she goes, he goes out there. Gary Woodland welcomes her in his group. You know who else was playing with it? Matt Kuchar was in that group, too. So they welcome this young lady and watch what happens. If you haven't seen this, this is one of those great moments in sports which doesn't involve just the great athlete who's playing sports, but great athletes who are embracing others who aren't as fortunate, even though she does have one extra chromosome, which she points out in her Twitter and on Twitter feed and also on mm-hmm. her Instagram. Let's watch this. This is awesome. That's him. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? How are you? Are you Amy? Yes. Give me a hug. I'm Gary. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you I hear you're a good golfer. Yes. You are? You want yeah. to come with the home with us? Yes. Come on. Let's go. Hi, I'm Matt. What's your name? Amy. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I heard you're yeah. a heck of a player. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> you want to hit a shot? Yes. You do? Yes. All right, let's do it. Oh! <laughs> yeah! You want your golf shoes? We got your clubs right here. Big focus, all right? They love me. I know about that. Here you go. Crowd's going wild, just waving at them. This is where I start crying. See the flag right in the middle? Yes. You got this, kiddo. Yeah, I got this. And she hits the driver right down the middle. And then she goes to the green. This is real. They love me. They love me. Awesome. Awesome. You like all these people? Yes. You want to hit it out? Yeah. You do? Yes, I do. Let's do it. I got this. I love it. You can do this. You can do this. Talk about positive, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, so, so she hits a golf. She hits it out of the bunker yeah. and sticks it right on the green. That is awesome. That is awesome. Let's go. Let's go putt. We're gonna okay. make this. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. That's amazing. What do you think? Going a little left? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and make that? Okay. I got this. You got it? Yeah. Let's do it. So awesome. I got this. Now she's putting. 
and she nails it. Yes! <laughs> that is so awesome. Yes! You are so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. cool. And Matt Kuchar and Thank you. Gary Woodland giving them love, giving her yeah. love. She makes a nice putt. She comes out of a trap. I mean, you can't have a bigger yeah. moment than that. You are so good. Thank you. Amy, it was awesome yeah. to meet you. That's You're nice an inspiration to, to us, all right? Okay. You're our hero. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. You happy? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So how awesome that. So that's going back to March when the uh, Phoenix Open. It's actually February. It's right around right. the Super Bowl. They always have the Greater Phoenix Open. It's one of the earlier. After they do the California, first they do Hawaii, then they go to California, and then they go to Phoenix. And the Phoenix Open's one of my favorite events because the crowd goes crazy. The click-clack, as we used to call it, because the women with the heels would walk from Scottsdale onto the cart paths, and you hear all the click-clacking. It's really a... You talk about good visuals. If you've never been to the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open early in the golf season... I highly recommend you, it. You highly recommend I it. highly recommend <laughs> You don't even have to like golf. I'll tell you right now, you could hate golf and go to the Phoenix Open and fall in love with golf all over again. So anyway, so that's back in February. Mm -hmm. He gets to play. Gary Woodland gets to play with young Amy. So then they become friends. FYI, just a real, real quick little side note. It's one of the high schools that my son went to that she attended as yes, well. Yes. Sandra Day O'Connor. Sandra Day O'Connor High School in Arizona. And then she went on to um, Paradise Valley Community College. Correct. And so she's out there playing golf. She got a golf scholarship at the Paradise Valley Community College. So awesome. And she, so she was playing other sports, too, as a Special Olympic athlete. She's she an loves, amazing athlete. On her, her, her Twitter handle is Amy... Loves golf and dancing. Yeah. Or something, according. We'll get it for yeah. you if you want to follow her. She's awesome. But anyway, incredible story. So then yesterday, when Gary Woodland wins the U.S. Open, they do a hookup where they get a Skype call going. And she called him to congratulate him. And it was just, you want to talk. This is so why cool. sports, this is why sports is more than just stupid people making a lot of money. These people, they resonate with people who are less fortunate, who, who, who understand the humanity and of what this is that, all about. But this is why it is so important for sports celebrities to be held at a higher level than because people do look up to him. Kids look up to him. They emulate them. They want to meet them. They can change people's lives. And you can't have people, you know, the, the, a lot of these, these celebrities, these sports celebrities who are, you know, have domestic violence issues and things like that. You, it, period. You can't have that out there. No. And so there's Gary Woodland yesterday talking to Amy after he wins. You want to talk about just things coming. It's, it, it reminds me so much of the Layla Anderson story in St. Yes. Louis with the blues. Because there she was hospitalized with going through this almost deadly well, we and still very know, rare. I still I don't know her survival rate as far as now. Nobody does because this is a she has such a rare disease that nobody mm -hmm. knows what's going to happen. So what well, she's out now, obviously, because she went to the hospital for four, four months. Right. During that time, she was a blues fan. Remember, they sucked during that time, yeah. too. And they started getting better. 
And then when she made contact with the team, the players would go to the hospital to visit her. She finally started going to games in St. Louis. They took her to Boston for the cup-clinching game. And that was a great story there, too. Bob from Valley Forge says, Who would have thought, not only do I need to keep a box of tissues next to my bed, I also need them at my desk for what they were intended for. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, Kleenex alert. (laughs) So anyway, that's the other great story. But then you think, wait, this Gary Woodland guy, so what? He was really nice to a Special Olympian. No, that's not enough. Gary Woodland was a guy who actually turned to golf, and he was a great basketball player in elementary school. So he goes to college, and he gets a basketball scholarship, a basketball scholarship at Washburn University, a small Division II college. He liked golf, and he liked basketball. So he gets a basketball scholarship, goes to Washburn U., And then his school, which was the number one ranked team in Division II in their ratings, Uh gets to play Kansas, the University of Kansas, which at the time was the number one ranked school in Division I, back when a guy named Kirk Heinrich was there. Kirk Heinrich was a pretty damn good player at Kansas, stayed there all four years, went to the NBA, 13 seasons as an NBA player. His number 10 is retired in Kansas at University of Kansas. He's a Jayhawk legend. His number 10 is in the rafters. So Gary Woodland gets to play against Kirk Heinrich in his first collegiate basketball game Dude. in his freshman year at Washburn. Okay. So it's the, you know, the, the Goliath, David against Goliath. And he said he tried to guard Kirk Heinrich and got his, got his clock cleaned. That's when he realized, Gary Woodland says, that golf is not, that basketball is <laughs> not for me. So then he got a golf scholarship to go to the University of Kansas. Wow. And that's where he obviously got to know uh, Kirk Heinrich and the Kansas people because he too is a Kansas legend, became a professional after Kansas. But he did a thing earlier with the PGA Tour and they had this three-point shooting contest. And watch Gary Woodland stroke the three ball from behind the arc in some gym event somewhere. Watch the... The 76ers should sign this guy. This guy can shoot the three ball as well as any player you'll see in the NBA. Let's go to the tape. Stroking it, man. Oh, man. He did play college ball, Robbie. So there's Gary Woodland making what? How many consecutive shots? He was at, at least 10. He, I yeah. think he went 12 consecutive threes from the top of the key. And everybody loves this guy. So that's great. He does, he does, no, he doesn't shoot better than the, 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 the Splash Brothers, but this guy's a golfer now. This is after his basketball career when he decided he was going to be a golfer and a damn good PGA golf professional. So awful, awesome stories there all the way around when we find out that people who we didn't know prior to this are doing fun things in the community, and we learn about him when they win major championships. When you just know he's a golfer on the PGA Tour, you've seen him a lot, but you didn't know much about him. And you know when you find out more about somebody? When they win at the highest level. And that's why we know about Gary Woodland now and what a great guy he is. And everybody seems to love him, was really happy. Even Brooks Kepka, after he left the 18th hole and was heading back to the clubhouse to sign his card, there's Brooks Kepka waiting for him to give him love, even though Kepka did not win his third consecutive U.S. Open. But you know what? What Brooks Kepka has done so far this year is unheard of. You got to go back to Tiger in his prime to see this kind of greatness at this level, every single time. And we're going to go to the phones right now and bring in a man who's 
He's not Brooks Kapka. He doesn't stroke it the way, the way Gary Woodland did at Washburn University, although he probably scouted him at Washburn University. He's Brian Oringer, professional scout, college scout, NBA expert. Uh, Brian, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. So I know you were following. Are you at the Raptors parade today? Or are you following more of the uh, NBA postseason stuff or after season stuff? Uh, not at the parade. Just, yeah, working on some draft uh, projects. Does he, I, I mentioned this earlier in the show, Brian, that it's, it's Port, the Port Toronto Raptors. They win their first championship. The dust doesn't even settle. And there's the Lakers making the big Anthony Davis move. And now Kawhi's up there holding the trophy on a, on a, on a float, and no one knows where he's going to go. And then I mentioned, uh, 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 obviously, Woj at ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, who I think is the best as far as locked into what's going on as far as trades and inside stuff. He's saying that if the, if the Lakers do not get Campbell Walker to add to Anthony Davis and LeBron and one other guy, they take Cap Kuzma, they'll go after Jimmy Butler. Do you believe that that's the scenario right now we're looking at as far as the Lakers trying to load up and become already one of the favorites, not just in the Western Conference, but to win the championship next year after being dismal this past season? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, if Woj says it, like you said, it's usually true. Um, and, you know, I think they realize that LeBron has a, a pretty small window left being at the, what is he, 35, 34 at this point. Um you know, I think they're looking at kind of a three, maybe four-year window with AD where they can really really put a championship team around him and uh, win and convince everybody to stick around. So, yeah, I, I would think, uh, you know, Kemba would be a great, uh, great target, and I like him even better than Kyrie for that group. And, uh, you know, if they can't get him, I, I think Jimmy Butler is a, a obviously pretty dominant, great piece to, uh, to pair with those two as well. Now, a lot of fans will complain about this, and they'll say, you know, it's not fair, but this is the way the NBA is. You get superstars, you're in a place like L.A. or Boston or Philly if you have a good group of people around them. I mean, the Knicks haven't been good, but they seem to be a destination, too, for some of these free agents. But now, because of the Anthony Davis trade, does this really mess up the Knicks and the Sixers? I mean, if the Sixers lose Jimmy Butler and don't sign him to a max deal where they have five years that they can lock him up for, but the Lakers can only lock him up for four... Doesn't this send a message that it's all about going to a destination site and screw the rest of the league because they don't have a shot to get these guys or keep these guys when they have them? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been, uh, you know, I feel like the trending message for the last few years now is as these superstars continue to uh, kind of congregate in, in the big markets. And, uh, you know, I think that that'll always be an issue kind of. There's no way uh, unless you really uh, get rid of the max contract, there's no way that, um, you know, the Milwaukee's of the world can really compete for the max uh, free agents the way they do. They really just have to have to develop their own guy like Giannis and try to uh, convince them to stay. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, L.A., New York are, will always be draws. And, uh, you know, I think K.D., potentially going to New York was a, was a huge thing. And now obviously that's uh, changed quite a bit, the dynamic with him, you know, being out all next season. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always really tough for the small markets to compete. And, um, you know, I think there'll always be a draw for, for the big ones and playing with other superstars. Now, you know, the, the, the Pelicans got a nice haul for this three number one picks. You know, they got a couple of players who played in the NBA. They're not D leaguers for the most part yet. And they're going. Obviously, they're going to take Zion. And so, are they going into? Are they going to be deeper in trouble, or are they? You think they keep an even keel? Because we haven't seen. You know, we haven't seen 
Williamson in the NBA yet. We know he was great in college. But are they going to be back on track quicker, even though they lost Anthony Davis working so hard to get him through the draft a couple of years ago? Yeah, I, I think they did a pretty good job, uh, you know, getting a lot of pieces back for him. Kind of similar to when Denver uh, traded Carmelo Anthony. You know, they, they got, uh, you know, Lonzo, who's a potential starter at the point guard position. They got Hart, who I think is, you know, an occasional combo guard starter or, or good sixth or seventh man. Um, you know, Ingram has potential, you know, as a solid wing. Uh, you know, and then on top of it, you get the fourth pick, which could be, could be Colbert, could be Garland, and, you know, you pair that with, with Zion, with Drew Holiday, um, you know, with some decent rotation players, with Jaleel Okafor, who played well for them uh, last season. And, yeah, I, I think they could be, uh, you know, pretty close to being a playoff team, honestly, in the West already if they, you know, obviously get Zion and, and do pretty well with the fourth pick. Um, you know, I think that's a pretty good uh, team right away and, and, you know, have some good bets, like I said, in, in Drew and the other guys. Don't mention Ja in Philly. Two names you don't want to mention. Jaleel Okafor, and of course, Markel Fultz. The last two, uh, you've got to call them misses. I'm not saying they're not going to be good players or don't have a shot, but when you take those two guys high in the draft like the Sixers did and really haven't really shown, didn't show, have much to show for last year's draft, I mean, I think the Heat's on the 76ers to, to, to get a couple of hits this year, are they not? Even though they're not in the lottery, they're way down there. Yeah, I mean, uh, those, those picks, you know, I think Okafor... Uh, you know, for whatever reason, just was never in shape uh, when he was in Philly, and they just couldn't get him, uh, you know, to an adequate uh, conditioning level where he could play defense in the NBA. You know, whether that's on him, whether that's on the organization, I don't, I don't know exactly. But yeah, that, that was a failure to some extent, and you know, obviously, Fultz, uh, mostly mental. Uh, you know, I feel like really that collapsed on them too. But you know, to their credit, at least they were able to to do right with Embiid and then, you know, Simmons and guys like Sarich, who they then traded, you know, they've had enough wins to, to keep them afloat. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I see right now they're projected to get a guy like Ty Jerome at the 24, who I do like a lot. And I think is a, is a winning, you know, NBA player and guy that can fit right into your rotation and, and play well, uh, from day one. So, you know, definitely still a chance even at 24 lower down in the draft to get, a productive player and a productive rotation piece, and uh, they've just got to do it right. No, I hear you. And, and when you look at the trade, you know, one thing about this trade, certainly the Pelicans had to get something in return. And if you look at it, as you mentioned, Brandon Ingram you know, was a, was a uh, first-round pick. Josh Hart was a first-round pick. You know, so they're not getting garbage. I mean, you know, you could say what you want about, uh, about uh, Lonzo Ball. I mean, he's, he's a decent player. He's certainly not a franchise face. And the Lakers a couple of years ago – made him out to be this big star. His dad was at every game on the sidelines, basically telling the coaching staff in the front office how to, how to play his son like a guy at a Little League game pissed off that his kid hasn't gotten into the lineup yet. I mean, those days are over. Is Lonzo Ball still any kind of factor in the NBA, even going to New Orleans in this trade? You no, know, it's funny. I think I'll, I'll frame it this way. You know, I think they essentially got uh... – you know, in addition to the number four pick, I think they got three players who would be top 10 picks in this year's draft, you know? So <laughs> I think Lonzo would, would be around the, uh, you know, four to 10 pick. I think Ingram would be certainly top 10. And I think Hart even, you know, could go around that nine, 10 spot. You know, I think they're, they're three young players with, uh, with a lot of potential who are, are far from sure things, you know, in- Ingram in particular has kind of the, uh, the health concerns and, um, you know, what caused him to miss the end of the season. But, 
Yeah, you know, I think they're they're really talented uh, young players. It's just a question of player development at this point and who works out. But, yeah, if you look at it that way, you know, now they have the number one, number four, and, and pretty much three other guys who'd be top ten picks. That's a lot of young talent uh, all in the same place. Brian Oregon joining us at NDA Scout. Because you work for multiple. I mean, you obviously work with the Wizards. You work with the Raptors. I mean, you work with a lot of teams. But are you specifically working with the Wizards now who are going after the Toronto uh, GM very, very hard? No, no. I'm, I'm just media now. Now I'm uh, not, not working on it anymore. Just putting out some, some content for the fans and on the media side. Beautiful. But you did work with the Wizards. So, and you work for other teams, obviously, as a scout. What's your take on this whole, right. you know, here, here obviously in Toronto – you know, they got a guy who's done a pretty good job now in two franchises, so he's a hot commodity. I mean, it wasn't the game wasn't even over, talking about Toronto not getting respect anymore, and here are the Wizards swooping in on, 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 the, on the Raptors' architect of this latest rebuild. Yeah, talk about uh, stealing the thunder. I think the second the game ended, Woj uh, sent that tweet out that the, the Wizards were preparing a huge deal from the side, but... Yeah, I don't know exactly. Candace uh, Buckner, the, the Wizards reporter for the Post, said that they, they weren't, you know, actually going after him. So who knows, you know, what the exact deal is. Uh, you know, they're obviously having Tommy Shepard uh, run the draft and, you know, run things at least for the next few weeks, it seems like. And, you know, it seems like they're giving him strong consideration to, to stick around there. But, uh, yeah, obviously Masai would be a heck of a haul if, if they're able to uh, – swing him but you know i would be shocked if you're able to uh you know if you can make an offer that's going to beat what toronto offers after he took him to a championship i feel like they have to be willing to do whatever it is uh you know possible to keep him there what's interesting to me is that in the end in the, in the nfl if you're a gm you're not going to leave a team for another equal job a gm job in another team you know for example here in philly joe douglas was an assistant and so the nets offered him the the head the head job as far as, well, not that kind of, uh, the head job as far as being the new GM with the Jets, and you can't turn that down. Why would, why would the, why, why do they allow lateral type moves in the NBA, especially when somebody's under contract? I mean, there has to, will there be compensation for Toronto if they lose their GM? That's a good question. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of how that's worked in the past. I know there has been for, for coaches leaving, uh, while they're under contracts with, GMs, I, I can't remember if there's ever been uh, a compensation type deal or, or you know the draft pick deal for GMs. Uh, I would assume if he's under contract, there would be. I, I just uh, haven't checked lately. I don't know if his Masai maybe his contract's up this off season. No, I heard uh, he had two years like left. I heard he had two years left, and so I'm thinking again, okay. I, they could do whatever they want. I'm, I'm just looking at it from a from a logical perspective. Because Toronto, we don't know whether they're going to lose Kawhi, and that's obviously a big, big deal for them. Then they lose their GM, who's under contract for two more years because somebody throws more money at him. I don't, I don't know how that works from a legal perspective. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's, that's a good question and something uh, I feel like doesn't happen a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, Toronto, I think, you know, had stole him from Denver back in the day, and it was really, you know, you asked about why do they allow lateral moves. I mean, it's, I think it's just an issue of uh, – some teams really, really value the GM spot and are willing to pay guys five to ten million dollars a year, and some teams think it's a, a million or two dollar a year position. You know, so it's uh, obviously there's a pretty big disparity in the NBA in terms of what they think a, a GM's worth, and uh, you know, I guess GMs just 
you know, obviously they have to look after themselves financially and, and most guys will gravitate towards, uh, towards the money. But yeah, that's, that's an interesting point that I'm not sure exactly how that, uh, how that works. Brian Oringer joining us, NBA. Are you a college expert too? Or can I just call you NBA insider? I looked at like the top uh, five or so in the draft. I've looked at Zion, Ja, RJ, Culver. I've looked at most of those guys. I don't. I haven't watched uh, much college outside that. But the top five or so, I know uh, pretty well. What about Bol Bol, Manute Bol's son, Bol Bol? I mean, can you come up with a better name if you're Manute Bol to name your son Bol Bol? <laughs> and then its initials are Definitely. Phoebe. Yes. I mean, how better? That's like the perfect basketball name. <laughs> uh, almost as good as uh, the Plumley's father. Do you know what his name? Uh, you know Mason Marshall Plumley. You know what the dad's name no. is? No. Erky. Erky. Erky Plumley. Erky Plumley. Erky. My favorite basketball name. How do you, is it E or Erky H? Plum- How do you spell it? Say that again. How do you spell his first uh, name? Oh, Perky with a P. Oh, Perky. Perky. Well, you know what we love, Perky. (laughs) And it's not usually a guy who's who's a dad of uh, other NBA players. Uh, Perky. I only use that word for one purpose, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever used it for anything else either. <laughs> Seriously, with, if there's if there's that word is only used. I mean, it could be used for multiple things. But let's be honest. We all know when you hear the word Perky, you think of one thing or maybe two things and two things only. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, not wrong at all. But yeah, Fobol. Uh, I think Hay- Haywood Highsmith is uh, is on the Sixers, right, or in the organization. That's a pretty classic basketball name to me, Haywood Highsmith. Yeah, kind of sounds like a basketball player. But yeah, I haven't looked at the uh, Fobol in a in a ton of detail yet. But uh, I feel like you know, obviously, he's got the intriguing skill set of uh, being a guy you know, with size who can shoot and dribble and, and, you know, do some interesting things. But, you know, then the question becomes, is he, is he Bond Maker? Is he Chris Stapps Brzingis? You know, uh, I, I want to delve into his film a little more. I'm, I don't feel uh, qualified enough to uh, to guess for sure yet. And, of course, uh, God Sham God will always be a favorite for me. <laughs> you remember God yeah. Sham God? Up, I think he was at Providence. I know he was up here in the Northeast. I think he was Providence or one of those colleges up there. Mm-hmm. God yep. Sham God. So. Yeah. Robin, yeah. look up and God I, uh, Sham God. Back in the day. Yes, exactly right. That's great, great, great NBA <laughs> weird name updates. <laughs> and last thing about uh, about the 76ers, since we're here in Philly, because you know we, we're talking about Jimmy Butler. We don't know. when Because this is going to happen pretty quickly, right? I mean, are these players going to make decisions? I know you're not allowed to do anything, supposedly. You can't sign the deal until July 6th. But these teams have to. These players have to know. They they know who want them. They know they they're people to probably talk to the suitors that they're talking to. So when do you expect the chips to start falling? Because you got Durant. We don't know if somebody's going to take a flyer and sit on him for a year. What I mean is anybody going to sign Kevin Durant now that we know he's not going to play for an entire season? Oh, for sure. He's going to get a a four year max deal you know if not, if he doesn't stay with the Warriors for five but we'll get a four-year max contract uh from somebody and miss the whole first season of it <laughs> and then you got then you're going to go Kyrie and you got to look at Jimmy Butler and obviously Kawhi Leonard I mean what are the odds do you think of Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto and if he doesn't where would be the best fit who do you think would land him if he does leave yeah, I, I think he does stay. I, I think it'd be really hard, uh, you know, to leave a team that just won the championship and that you 
obviously seem to get along really well with, with Lowry and have a really good young piece in Siakam to, to build around. And Kawhi seems to, a guy who's, you know, pretty solely interested in basketball. But if he goes anywhere, I would imagine it'd be L.A. You know, he has the family uh, mostly back there. You know, whether that be the Clippers who could really kind of build the team around him, kind of similar to how Toronto did. Or the Lakers, where you could, you know, play with LeBron and AD. It, you know, those are both uh, attractive <laughs> to an extent now. But, so basically, everybody's yeah, going to play for the Lakers. Kawhi's going to go to the Lakers. Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler. I think they might have a good chance if they got Kawhi. They got LeBron, <laughs> and I don't even care what positions they play. You got Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kawhi, Kemba Walker, and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Not all of them. But, no. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you can take. LeBron and AD and uh, one more, that'd be pretty good. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think the interesting thing now that's kind of unprecedented also in, in league history is, like you said, you know, KD and Clay both, I think, will get uh, four or five year max offers and, and miss potentially a, a good amount of next season, you know. So I feel like that really, uh, you know, if, say, KD was going to go to New York or any other uh, different market, you know, that kind of throws that team for a loop, at least for for next season in the plan, you know, because you're keeping a player on your roster who's uh, getting the max contract and won't play at all. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty wild wild situation unfolding. And, yeah, to your point, I think most of these guys, you know, they all have communications with teams, even though it's uh, not exactly allowed yet. That's been, been going on forever, and that's why the second that free agency officially starts, you have guys uh, agreeing to deals. So, yeah, it's, it's all already in the works, and uh, it'll be interesting to see all the Woj bombs dropping uh, in a few days. Absolutely. We always wait for the Woj bombs. And, yes, the number one answer on the board from all the people watching us on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live, and checking in on our stream chat, the correct answer is breasts. I mean, you, perky breasts are, without a doubt, the most used term. When perky is used, 99.9% of the yes. time. Breasts, Although nipples. I, I mean, you can, you know, you, just around basically it's all in the, uh, the breast recall, area. Uh, however, I do recall my grandmother who has passed. She would have been 100 this year, actually. She used to, if I was really happy, I recall as a child her saying, my, aren't you perky today? Yeah, that's, that's when the, yes. that, that generation and yes. my mother's generation where you're 95, 100 years old. That's when I think now, perky was used to describe being yes. uh, happy, yes. giddy, joyful. And and when breasts are perky, they're happy too. So hey, <laughs> it all comes full circle. Brian, did you ever think you would be doing a basketball segment where the term "perky breasts" would be used? And how did we get to the world? Oh, perky, the first name of yes. the Plumley uh, family, the dad. Uh, I was I was perky to be on the show. <laughs> I don't know. I think you would have been a little more perky if you were up there on the float. With uh, with the Toronto Raptors up there in Toronto today, did you see that crowd? It was a great. I mean, it was a sea of red in Toronto today. It's awesome. Either they were really rooting for the team, or they're all communists. I, I didn't know what to take from that, but I believe it's the colors. It's all about the colors. Color colors. <laughs> yeah, they got the whole country behind them. It's uh, pretty remarkable when you don't just not just a major city, but a, a whole country pretty much uh, supports that team. It's a uh, you know, I I traveled to to Montreal for a preseason game. The Wizards played the the Raptors in Montreal, and you know everybody there is a uh, is Raptors fans too, and and just was an amazing amazing fan base. So even in Vancouver, them. you know, Vancouver lost the Grizzlies, and they they usually riot after they win or lose something. Did the Vancouver fans riot once the Toronto Raptors won the championship? I didn't see any reports coming from Vancouver over the weekend. 
I'm not sure, but I, I would think they probably did too. I, I know they said like 56% of the country watched uh, the finals or something. So they've got uh, pretty much everybody. Brian, good stuff. If people want to fire you, uh, not fire you because you're not hired yet because you're working for yourself, I think, at the time. Uh, how do people follow you on Twitter so they can get these kinds of musings and not necessarily woge bombs, but at least maybe a couple of uh, flares out there that you follow? Yeah, just uh, on Twitter at the Scout with Brian. Scout with Brian's with a Y. and Scout with Scout Brian? I have it posted. Scout yeah. with Brian? Yep, Scout with Brian. Scout uh, with Brian. B-R-Y-A-N, though. B-R-Y-A-N, Brian, not B-R-I-A-N. Correct. So the right way to spell it. Correct. <laughs> is that the correct way? What is the first? No, really. Is it more more people spell Brian B-R-Y-A-N or I-A-N? Oh, it's like 90 to 95% B-R-I. But I like the, I prefer the Y, obviously. Well, sometimes why? I mean, why? Why not? <laughs> Brian, good stuff, man. Always appreciate your time. Thanks for popping on with us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Brian Oringer, okay. ladies and gentlemen, breaking down the NBA to levels beyond Woj Bombs. Just slightly below Woj Bombs. I'm going to say, like, torpedoes, because they're still underwater at a low depth, but they aren't bombs yet. They haven't come to the circus. Not the circus, the surface, and taken out an Iranian oil tanker in the middle of the wherever the hell they are. That's so random. <sighs> I, I would love to know how your brain works sometimes. So do I. I have no idea. I just, uh, I just plug it in in the morning. And then I just go. Kind of. And, and what was really interesting to go to... Um, to see Todd Glass Todd on Glass. Friday night? <laughs> Todd Glass. Comedian Todd Glass. A uh, friend of the show. We've had him on uh, before. We love going to see him. And I think Tony loves going to see him most of all. Because, because he's he, we're very similar. I mean, he's Todd, obviously a talented comedian. Yes. But we do the same thing. Except I don't have four people. Well, I do. I have the audience uh-huh. who's listening on, Twitch, on the Twitch stream. I have Robin... Sometimes Luigi and then the people, they always say, when I lose track of some, where was I and what was now, I talking Todd, about? I, I personally, I think that Todd actually loses track more, even more than you. And you. But I always bring it back. I always you, find a way back. for the most part, can bring it back. Todd does get lost. And so he specifically has his crew yes, his uh, orchestra, keep track of it. His band, so, His band. So, so they bring him back on track. <laughs> and thank goodness that you also have myself and the fans listening. Except you normally don't remember what I was talking about either. That is not Even true. Even though you're taking medication to remember, and I'm not. When, when, I, when I am actually listening to you, I know what to do. But there are a lot of times when I'm doing so many other things at the same time that I have. No, I, I, and, I and when you drop. don't, or Luigi, it's the Twitch chat, the stream chat people. Yes. It's Trevor from the 203. I mean, it's everybody out there. This is all one collective brain. And when you get the power of dozens and dozens of people putting their brain power together, you get close enough maybe to be AOC. No, I, actually, it's, it's the exact opposite of what AOC brain power is. By the way, we want to congratulate uh, Trevor, no, excuse me, AJ from, the, from San Antonio, whose Bruno Familia badge just changed to the three-month color. Is he I flying believe, the right colors? I believe, oh no, Demeco215 is also, so if you see your BF uh, in Not front, BFF. there's actually several of them. Rebel Man 9311. Um, 
I'm sure I'm missing. Dean is on there. Speaking of brain power, yeah. So if you if you have been a subscriber for three months, you will see that your um it's in three month increments. Is that like getting the black card? You know, when you have the credit cards, you get the gold, the platinum. Right. And then there's the black card, which is like the ultimate. Well, that's not that one yet because there are several different levels. No, I'm talking of... about credit cards. When you're like, oh, I know, when I know. you're a muckety muck, you're a hot so shit, you walk in, you throw it down. Yet. Okay, this isn't? I don't think so. Is this so. a yellow card or the red card? So the the black card, the black BF is how you start off with. So as soon as you become a subscriber, you become a BF black Bruno Famiglia. Most of and my then, friends are BFF blacks. You know what I'm saying right there? <laughs> and then and then you can, uh, every three months, and then like by the year, you'll get different colors. Beautiful. And we, they unlock. Beautiful. It is beautiful. You know what they say? You know what they say, Robin? And you know what else they what else we've done? And I'm still what? again, I am familiarizing myself with how this all works. But um, there are different names for different tiers of subscribing. So for example Don't ask me to explain this. Robin is going to put together an instructional video. If once I figure it out. How to make your own spaghetti sauce because they just <laughs> recalled ragu. Did you see that story today? Well, we don't eat that anymore. No, I don't eat ragu. That's, that That's medigan. Crap. Listen, some people use it. Sometimes, you know what they say. So uh, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. But yeah, no. they found all sorts of uh, plastic and stuff. Exactly. Of it, right? I think yeah. that's where all the, that's where all that stuff that's being thrown yeah. out in the oceans are grinding it up and putting it in ragu bottles. Now, so if you're actually, they charge they charge extra for the plastic. It adds a little extra spice, a little extra oh, uh, flavor. And it, is it like fiber? <laughs> I think it is. Yes. So if you are a tier one <laughs> subscriber, you are part of it. You are a soldado in the a soldado. Yeah, soldado. You know what a soldado is? Soldado is right, Robin. A soldier. soldier. Yes. Exactly. In the Bruno Familia. If you are a tier two subscriber, you are a capo regime or capo. Capo did not the capo de tutto capi. No, capo regime. Um, I had some of that the other night. You put a little extra Parmesan good, cheese, right? you stick it in the oven. In the, uh, what do we call it now? The salamander. You get a nice, toasty, crispy crunch on top. A broiler. Yeah, but in the restaurant business, they're called so salamanders salam- because then, they're narrow. They're not big ovens. Right. They just have the heat on top, and which you is just, a broiler. Just enough to, to slide Just a to plate slip in. that baby. That's what they said. That's what she said. Just enough to slip that baby comfortably in there, right next to the heat. And then uh, the tier three subscribers <laughs> are consiglieri, <laughs> which are lawyers, which a consiglieri is an attorney. He's the lawyer. You know, I don't like lawyers. Is that upgrade or is that... No, consigliere should be at the bottom. No, 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 because they... they, they I, I, again, I borrowed from a certain type of familia. So you've gone... you kicked it old school mafia? I Cosa did. Nostra? I did. I did because it kind of fit, and I and know... See, that, you know I, know I don't like that stuff, I Robin. Know, well, you know, I had to come up with something. If you have something better, please, by all Why means. Why can't it be just good family, not organized crime families? Are you going to have a Whitey Bulger level? Are you going to have Jewish mafia? You're well, going to have Irish mafia, Amish fits. mafia. You're it going to fit. include all the mafias. No, friend, um, Fan Jecture <laughs> has a great idea. It says, uh, "Is level four Gabagool?" Gabagool. <laughs> that would be more. That would be funnier. Okay, I can change them. I, it's very easy. You for didn't me even to get my permission. I'm the Don here. I w- I'm the capo de tutto copy. See? And then you're making your own designations well, on because, what the tiers they are? No, because you were calling yourself Don Tony, so... Not I me. Like- I wasn't calling myself that. That's what the fans call me. I don't label myself. What's the matter with you? Not tears for fears either. Thank you. I'm a Jukes fan. Southside Johnny. 
We'll so be anyway, checking in later congratulations on today. to everybody who has made it to the three-month mark and has the new... You get a tattoo? Do you get, uh, like, badge? Do we send out badges? They are the bronze label, though. So that's kind the of bronze cool. label, not the union label. Make sure you look for the union label when you're buying your clothing. Remember those commercials? With yes. The, can we play that? I want to find. I, I love they, that. They yeah. don't play those anymore. No, but we got to play that. That's why I always look for the union label. Is there a new plastic? By the way, is there you, a new? What you know? Actually, mayor, the Philly mayor has found out that there's plastic inside the ragu jar. Some of them, not all of them, and will now be start instituting a new plastic tax to go along with the sugary drink tax. Remember, it's not just a soda tax here in Philly. It's any sugary drinks. If they find there's one speck of sugar in anything that you buy in a supermarket here in the city of Philadelphia, not outside in the suburbs where most people go to shop to avoid these repressive taxes. Ladies Garment Workers Union, and we have sewn our union bad. label right in here. Yeah. It tells you we're able to do what every American wants to do, have a job doing honest work at yeah. decent wages. Yeah. When you see the union label... Think of us making a living, making your clothes right here in America. I remember in the Union Label, the musical, Robin and I went to see it. It was the last <laughs> musical I went to see. And then they, they brought a big inflatable rat outside when they found out one of the scumbags in the audience wasn't in the Union. They bring out the big inflatable rat. <laughs> now, you've seen the inflatable rat around Philly. I right? have, right here on the corner, as a matter exactly. of fact. Not in front of my house. No, no, no. It was although people were joking when we were doing all the work that they were going to bring one down here. But the uh, the the four story place, the apartment that yes, right exactly. across the street. It's actually, was going five. Up. How many stories? Not four. It is five. Five. Look for the union label. <laughs> EKT eighty seven fifty says, and now unions are just legal racketeering outfits. I know. <laughs> Not I was, all of them. I would say unions. Were absolutely necessary. They had their place in time because well, they, they still needed, are in some places. They, in some places, they are, but for the most part, like the Major League Baseball Players Association needs a union. I, I know these guys are making like guaranteed millions of dollar contracts, and you're thinking to the average Joe Schmo who's out there working in a place where they, everybody who does the same thing wants to make sure that they're all being taken care of properly. Right. That's why you unionize. Well, yeah, because the the like we need do we need a union on this show? Not the Philadelphia Union, although they're playing pretty well, Robin, and they're not getting a lot of love in the MLS this year. Well, you know, I, I, I should object to the, the long hours, no pay. This is like a sweatshop. We should be making, like, we should be making, like, illegal shirts, jerseys, prop, uh, instead of getting it from China. We should be making our own sweatshop no, because we don't have air conditioning swag. down here. We may have to hire a couple of people, like underage people, to make things. Can we, do you think we'll we pay can, them. We'll pay them like 4 or $5 an hour. Do you think we can figure out the, how to get the cats to do something? The cats should be. They don't do anything. But like, let's get a live shot now of Miss Lily on the cat cam 
And then Mr. Uh, Mr. Sir Lawrence. Well, just point. So she's she's behind the computer in a box. She's and in the box. Lily's in, in the box. I, I put her in an Amazon box so that she didn't drape herself all over everything. So she that's her spot. Every single day she comes down. Here, she gets in the her box so that she. Oh, what's in the box? So yeah, that's. Can you see Lily there? Can you see her now? Because she's kind of blending in on the camera, but she is in the shot. And then uh, the other cat. Well, he's kind of behind, but he's on the sofa. That's the baby. He's the big, lazy Gen Y cat who just sits down and says, why? I'm sleeping. Well, how long do you think cats sleep during a day? It's got to be 18 hours, right? At least. And then they wake up at night and try to keep everybody awake. Not necessarily. That's why they're Gen... uh, Gen, uh, We need a fan union. That's right. People have tried doing organizing fan unions to protest teams... Or the leagues that go really? on strike. Remember, yeah, when sports league, what? the NHL went on strike for a year, missed a year. The baseball strikes, there have been a couple of those. You know, the I, NFL, when they brought in the replacement players. I would try to, but I'm trying to figure out what it is that they would be, how, what would they unionize? Because there's really, do. Don't I ask guess, me, what do I look like? Uh, I, what's his name? The, the, the guy who's dead and they still can't find his body? They thought he was buried up in the, the giant stadium guy? The Teamster president. Jimmy oh, Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Do I look like Jimmy? Maybe I do a little bit now. Maybe I'll go out as Jimmy Hoffa. I don't even know what Jimmy Hoffa looks like. Well, nobody does. He's been dead for like 25, 30 years now. Trevor from the 203 says Ted Williams. <laughs> Ted, no, Ted Williams. Uh, anyway, enough about unions. We did our union segment here. We do that to prevent picketing and people demonstrating in front of the house here. Because they'll, they'll picket for anything in this city, Robin. You know that. Yes. Jimmy Hoffa. That's who I said. They still haven't found Jimmy Hoffa. No, you know who else they still haven't found? Is that Indian Houdini yes, guy. Yes, this is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. we got to get to this now. We'll get to the base, but speaking of breaking news, the Phillies are breaking down on their own. They don't need any magi- Well, actually, they needed a magician to save this franchise. The Phillies were scalped by the Braves yesterday. I don't get to use that that often, and scalping is a very, very ugly thing to do. You've seen videos of scalping, Robin? You see how, and you understand, but when, when we would do sports scores and somebody wins 15 to 1 like the Braves beat the Phillies yesterday, right. back in the day when I was doing sports updates, to say, hey, the Braves scalped the Phillies this afternoon, 15 to 1. How about those Atlanta Braves? Two and a half games up in the National League East, 24 and 10 in their last 34 games, while the Phillies continue to just flounder or founder. That's another word that could be used differently. Founder? When they say flounder, you're thinking of flounder, which means they're on the bottom, which is right, the flounder, right, right. as the Duke no, of Fluke. No, flounder the, means, uh, can also mean uh, that you're uneven, that you're, you're... No, flounder usually means that you're, you're on the bottom, because that's where flounder live. The flounder mm. on the bottom. Because when you go out to catch flounder, fluke, whatever you want to call them, they're bottom feeders. Flounder. Not flounder from Animal House. Not that flounder. Um, verb. Flounder, to flounder, struggle or stagger helplessly or clumsily in water or mud. Yeah, because that's where flounders do it. They do it on the bottom. They're in the mud. They're in the sand. Also meaning struggle mentally, show or feel great confusion. Well, that's yeah, that could apply. But what, now the word founder, F-O-U-N, not, the, not meaning like you're the founding father or the founder of this organization or this company. But people will always say either flounder like the floundering Phillies right now would be a good term to use. Can mm. they use founder as well? No. 
To founder means a is a noun, a person who manufactures articles of cast metal. The owner or operator. Yeah, that's a, of a foundry. foundry. When you when you operate a foundry, and then you're pouring the hot lead into molds, or you're pouring hot lead on the people oh, here outside. Here's here is the verb to founder. Uh, verb founder. Uh, fill with water and sink, as in a ship. Mm-hmm. See um, ships. Ships founder. They don't just sink. Right. Uh, to founder a plan or an undertaking as in to fail or break down, typically as a result of a particular problem or setback. So they can be used yes. for sports teams that are, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. I've heard, I've used flounder, and I've used founder when talking about a team that is on the decline or discombobulation. This is your spelling portion of today. This is back to the spelling bee. Webster, Miriam Webster herself, I believe, in her grave, we are just gave help. us a roaring round of applause. So since, since most people who are listening to the show probably did not get the best education. They didn't get homeschooled like all of our fantastic Spelling Bee winners out there, or 99% of them. So we are going to give you your homeschooling segment of the day, which is... Exactly. So by next year, you'll be ready to enter the Scripps Howard's National Spelling Bee. Isn't there an age age limit on that? You can't be over like 20 or something, right? I have Don't they have it restricted to kids in school? I know my shit. Exactly right. Boffin Valley Forge. There were no flounder anywhere in the oceans off Cape May this weekend. I found out after four hours on the high seas last Friday. I hate to do it to you. You know why? Because you were not out with who? The Duke of Fluke, the flounder pounder himself. Mr. Tony Bruno, ladies and gentlemen. If anybody's out there, if anybody's in the Delaware Valley and they're going fishing, please invite Tony to go with you. Take me fishing. Yes. Remember those eyes? Have you seen those commercials? I don't Take me fishing. I mean, it's a cute ad. It's like that. You know, kids are, are asking their dads. Are you going to have me to look that up, too? Take me fishing. Can we go to this story first since I have it pulled up? Yeah, so we have another situation. Speaking of founder, flounder, and speaking of bad music, uh, bad tricks, because everybody, you know, there's a lot of magicians out there, stuntmen. There are a lot of people who do Houdini tricks, the escape tricks. We've seen it done many, many times. But there's a guy in India, not the Egyptian magician. He's in Egypt. The Indian magician by the name of Wizard Mandrake, 40-year-old guy, attempted to do a Houdini steel chain and rope lowering into a dirty, filthy river in India. I wouldn't go in that river with a full bodysuit. You know, like the old, uh, the old ones where the metal, they put the metal t- thing on top and screw it down uh-huh. where you don't touch the water at all or a dry suit, but even your neck gets wet. This guy went into this filthy river upside down, hanging from a crane, one of the Houdini tricks. He's all bound in chains, not Django unchained. And so yesterday, this is Sunday, yesterday in India, all the people are watching, and he gets tied up with chains and ropes. They bring him up in a crane and start lowering him into the river, and then something went terribly, terribly wrong. Let's go to the tape. This isn't the one that explains it, so you have oh, to read. The, so, uh, so he went into the river Ganges while tied up with steel chains, and a crane lowered the wizard born Kanchal Lahiri into the river. While his loved ones, reporters, and police watched from the riverbanks. This is him before. Before he entered the cage, he reportedly said it would be magic if he freed himself, but tragic if he could not. And they can't find him. 
By the way, they didn't put him in a cage. The 40-year-old has not emerged from the river, sparking a huge search. He's a little eccentric. Lahiri last successfully pulled off a similar stunt 21 years ago in the same river where he was in a cage, I guess, at the time. Is this the other video? Yeah, so he did the cage trick before and survived. See, now See, because I'm... the thing about the cage trick, when they lower the cage from a crane into the river or water or tank right. or wherever they lower it, if they can't, if the guy doesn't get out, they pull up the cage. And he's still there. Right. So when they pulled up the the ropes where he was on, he was gone. See, and I'm... so I, initially I thought, Okay, now this river has a strong current. So this is, a lot of people initially thought this was a gimmick and that he found his way out, but he didn't show up. This has been 24 hours they've been searching for him, Robin. Don't you think after 24 hours plus that if he was doing this as a gag, he wouldn't have the entire country, the entire world wondering if he's dead or alive? Didn't this too, though? Didn't he disappear for a while and everybody was wondering where he was? I don't know, Robin. I can't even keep up with the local carnivals in I the end. I think it's... I am still withholding judgment until a body is found that it's either a publicity stunt or maybe he No, because, again, you could be right, and that's what I thought, too. That's what most people were thinking. All right, the guy goes into the river, and then they can't find him. They pull up an empty crane. Yeah, Bob from Valley Forge says, publicity stunt, or he met a rich Indian woman with perky breasts. Well, of course, come on. I think he was offered a 7-Eleven franchise here on Broad and Snyder in South Philadelphia and said, screw that, I'm going to Philly. I could sell a lot of uh, Slurpees and maybe some of those hot dogs that go around and around and around and around late night at 2 in the morning when you're hungry. Oh, you do love that. And those hot dogs are all shriveled up because they've been on that little grill thing that spins right around like a record. OJ did pull the same stunt uh, 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Because remember, they didn't know if OJ was actually in the white Bronco initially. That's right. Until he called somebody, right? I don't know if they have a Coast Guard in India. That water is so filthy and brown. It's not like it's uh, no. clear crystal water. No. It's but not like he's in the Caribbean. Millions of people bathe themselves in the Ganges even oh, when being that disgusting. man. And That's the, just nasty, man. And I know that they, they like... When people die, they have funeral piles, pyres, and then they put the ashes in there. And I mean, there's no. All don't they put them on like a floating thing of water, and they burn them, and they push no, the thing out to see? That's the Vikings. I don't know. I can't, can't keep track of what's going on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Trevor, <laughs> I bet he didn't pay off his books for the bad beat, the bad bets of. Hold on a sec. The bad bets of Philippine basketball league. But um, bum. Uh, brave hearts, where they do it. That's right. Fan Jexer says that's Braveheart, where they, they do would, it in a in the many funeral pyres. Yeah, yeah, where they put the pyre, There's which t- is basically like a wooden raft in the uh, water, but and then they like. It's a Viking light- tradition. If the Vikings had done that a couple of years ago, they may have been in a Super Bowl. <sighs> so, do you believe? Here's the question. Now, I want to ask everybody because every major media site in the world, this isn't fake news. This guy was really missing. So the media is not all complicit with this. And you look, it's all different sources from around the world. Some people actually have it wrong. They say he was lowered in in the cage. It yeah, was no. not the cage trick. It was the he was tied was up and he was upside right. down, it, uh, obviously held by his feet, and they lowered him into this dirty river, and then it's gone. I know it's called, it's called a Viking funeral, the funeral pyres when mm-hmm. they set them on fire. Can we play a little Light My Fire maybe by... Uh, Let's see. I'm looking to see what animals live in the Ganges River. Uh, there I don't even are... think it's safe for animals. Well, no. There's freshwater dolphin that live in there. 
Um, let's see what else lives in there. Are there any predatory animals that live in there? I think that aren't there aren't there like alligators or crocodiles or stuff? How the hell do I know? I haven't even been to India. Your daughter was just there with your mother two years ago. Did they check what was in the Ganges River? I guarantee you the fecal coliform levels are really, really... They would be closing beaches at the Jersey Shore or other places if the fecal coliform levels... You know, they do that in the summer. They test it. And if the water, the fecal coliform, which is not good eats, by the way, if that's too high, they shut down the beaches. This guy put himself in there and may have croaked in the fecal coliform. I don't know. I'm not finding... Oh, here, wildlife. Robin, do we really need? We want to know if this guy's alive, not the fishes. Well, he's my, swimming with the fishes. The maybe. reason, the reason why I was asking is that if he if he died, then maybe something ate him. Got to play so, a little yeah. Doris here, Robin. Come on, baby, girl. We couldn't get much higher. Well, let me tell you, if this is a publicity stunt, I don't think it's right to do that. I don't no, think it's right no. to to scare people, the world. His, his family was there. Yeah. So now I don't have the high-speed Indian wire. I, I do have some friends who have a lot of Bhangra music, and I was a big Bhangra fan for many years, as you'll remember, Robin. Yes, you were. I'm not a big Bhangra fan. What's the matter with you, Robin? Where's your ecle- eclectic I am nature very, and love I, of music? I'm eclectic, but there's certain sounds that just are not enjoyable to me. Not all the Bhangra, but you get some good Bhangra tunes. I got a whole block of Bhangra. I have a whole CD of Bhangra music. You know who else is in the Bhangra music? One of my favorite former adult stars who now is a major, major actress in Bollywood. Oh, Sunny Leone, yeah. Sunny Leone, yes. Bhangra Mia. I believe that she and her husband just adopted uh, one or two children. So I think so. And if that's true, congratulations to them. I don't remember quite often. we got to play the 15-minute version of that. No. Light my fire up. Another one of those go-to late-night DJs go outside and knock AJ, one off. Yes. AJ in San Antonio, I'm smoking a bongro right now. Yeah. Now, we do have updates today, Tony. I have several of them. Wasn't that an update? That Yes, that was one of them. And it was a natural segue since we were talking well, about people Let me give people, people an example of bongro right now. Because we can't talk okay. about something and then not report on it. This is what good journalists do. We're not hiding the news. I, I was smart. I turned it down just in time. All right, let's play it now because it's it, ready. It's the, the commercial is not playing. Ah, see, I knew it. I knew there was going to be a commercial. They got to get that stinking emu mean. Yeah, what's his name? The, the emu. It's the insurance emu. Yeah, that's Liberty Mutual. But I have, I have a garlic update. We have a I garlic have, update. I have a... We have a sleeping at the wheel update, yes. a sleep at the wheel. And a fear of flying update. And of course, there's Florida too. We got a great Florida update today. But then again, don't we always? Let's go to Bangwa right now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get a little taste. Okay, now there's this. This is a Bangwa dance off competition. A it takes place. Dance off? It, takes a, it takes place all over the world. And there's a team mixture that takes place the night before the competition. And this is Bangra Fever 6 Team Mixer. Oh, it's musical chairs. I don't want that. I want the good, I want a good, uh, there's a uh, 40 minutes Bangra mashup by DJ Hans. Non-stop Punjabi dance songs, ladies and gentlemen. Crank it up right now. Let's get your Bangra mega mix underway. Here we go. 
Not the lean new emu here. Robin, how can you not like Bangra? <laughs> you can't sit still. It's a Bangra Mega Mix, baby. <laughs> not Peter Bondra, former Chicago Blackhawk. That, that is Peter. No, it's That's Peter right. Bondra. <laughs> <laughs> And then Trevor from the two. How about some Cypress Hill? But hit from, from the Bond Road. No. <laughs> and Bearcat AJ 2007. Sunny Leone, my Asian Indian sister from another mother. Yes, she is. It's only this is a this has had 8.2 million views, Robin. That's a lot. As we're trying to get over 500 followers, just think: 40 minutes of a Bangra mashup 2017 featuring DJ Hans has 8,263,408 views. Now, Bearcat AJ says, I love watching you guys on my TV. Yes, casting it. You can cast your phone, your tablet, on your smart TV and see us in the big screen. Nobody bangs more bangra you can see, than the Bruno Nation Live on Monday to Friday. If, if you cast it on the big screen, you can see whenever Tony doesn't shave completely. <laughs> it's a good look. You can see all the bangra, different patches. James Bangra. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, we're getting a bump, bump, de bump for that? Where else are you getting that kind of eclectic musical taste? Seriously. We're talking about an Indian magician who's missing in the Ganges River. And it seems appropriate to play Indian music at the time. Exactly. And it's a little bit of a mix, mix. Other people would probably go with some cheap 7-Eleven jokes. Or pretend that they're doing the Indian guy in, uh, in, 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 in The Simpsons who now isn't doing that anymore because it was deemed after decades now being offensive. Racist, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, You know which else was offensive? What? Apu, the uh, Indian guy on the... Well, that one. But I remember watching... um, What was the the robot back in the 80s? uh, Who did an Indian accent? No, 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 no. So there was the robot movie, and it was with Steve... Gutenberg, and there was a guy that played an Indian Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking uh, about. His his friend and co-worker was not Indian, but played Indian. It was a horrible movie, oh, too. Yeah. Well, no, it was cute for the time. It was like... Not iRobot. No, it wasn't that No, one. I don't remember what it was called. Not Batteries Not Included. Johnny Five. Yes, his name was... He, he, he was Johnny himself. Five in the mu- movie, and he was a robot, but he had an ing- he did an Indian accent. No, so, so Johnny Five did not, but the co-worker of Steve Gutenberg... Um, ha- was not an Indian man, but played an Short Indian- Circuit. There Short you go. Thank you, AJ. Let me give him a roaring round of yes, applause. Yes, thank you. Thank Short you. Circuit. Horrible movie, by the way. It was, it was cute for the 80s. But Batteries Not Included was a, was a cute movie, too. It was the, the black actor who obviously had, uh, he had some sort of uh, ADD or some sort of a mental... Uh, he was... He was, he, he was a very bright guy. I don't know if he had Asperger's, but he would always say things that were commercials. Remember the movie? He would see something and he would say, and one of the things he said, batteries not included, because he got it from TV commercials. So all of the lines he would utter in the movie were basically commercials, sort of like what I do on the show. Everything we, we, we mutter something, it comes to a record or song 
a commercial. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't remember that. Battery's not. Yeah, Hume Cronin was in it, and his wife. They were also in the Cocoon movies. Remember, they were in an apartment building. There was a Hispanic yeah, yeah, Hispanic yeah, yeah. actress who lived in this condemned building, and they were going to tear it down. And then the little alien craft come in. But weren't they like they're little, little tiny, tiny, tiny? Yeah, yes, they're little yes, tiny yes, like yes, flying yes, saucers. Yes. They would come in, and they would help the people because the one guy who was, I believe he was the janitor. Starbucks plus coffee? Is no, the- no, Starbucks wasn't even around then. No, 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 no. Uh, and if they were, they, they would have kept them. So they had these little robots that would come in, flying saucer type aliens, and they would help the people in the building because there were old people in there. There was a Latina woman who I think ran the building, and they were all... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a cute movie. But now when you buy anything, batteries should be included, right? When you buy a sex toy, do they give you batteries with it? I think they do most of the time. I now. don't believe so. And then he would say, we bring th- good things to life. So everything was a slogan from an ad. By the gentleman who played the, he's he's a famous actor. Do you have the list of the characters in the movie? Hold on, he's I'm the African American guy who I believe was the was the janitor of the building, right? And, and then he would always take try to take care of things and would always refer to things as commercials, sort of like Rain Man, but completely different. But completely different. <laughs> okay, let's see if I here's here's the movie. This is where. The, I think it's been torn down, right? What the hell are you stopping for? That. Well, I don't see anything. It's just junk. Come on, get moving. We haven't got all day. What's your hurry, Kovacs? The building's down. You won. Hip hip hooray. Now leave the guy alone. How long can he stay hey, look, there? I want him out of my way. When he moves, we move. Just Not like that. Until then. Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy, the old couple, that they were married in real life. Oh, I know. And they were in the the uh, the, the cocoon, cocoon movies. movies. Yes. But the uh, the black actor who was tremendous in this movie. He was. Let me see if I can find out who it was. Frank McRae is Stevie V says it's Frank McRae. Is that right? I'm not sure. Yes, Frank McRae is Harry Noble, and he's the guy who says battery's not included in the movie. There's the little there's the little dude. This was back when all those Spielberg movies were hit with all the little robots and what was the one with the big mountain? All the oh, Spielberg. Return to Return and to then, and then Which the, Mountain? And then uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It was a cute movie. Look, it's the little baby. Bastards will kill you though. And there's there's mom and dad and. A, a bunch of other ones. Anyway, he makes the movie to me. Frank McRae makes that movie. Look at them all. So this is this is them, and then they and then they make it all. They they build the building back up again, right? Yeah, it's a tearjerker. Not a chick flick. That's why I like it. It's a happy movie. It makes you feel happy at the end. Encounters of the Third Kind. That's one of the... Close Encounters. Close Encounters, Of yeah. the Third Kind. Just give me your And then E.T. These were all the feel-good movies. I know. Back in the day with special effects and aliens and all the other stuff. I like feel-good movies. 
That's why I usually watch uh, you porn uh, on, on a quiet night. They always say, can you make me feel good? And that's why I think I watch the movies. They feel good, but I don't feel good. Where we have breaking news? Breaking news? What's breaking news? Josh McCown has retired after playing for 10 NFL teams over 17 years. Started, of course, with the Arizona Cardinals in 2002. Josh McCown, one of the flying McCown brothers, has retired. Per um, Adam Shefty Schefter. Exactly right. Another one of the greats in the industry. It's ridiculous. Flight of the Navigator. Those were all 80s movies, weren't they? Wasn't this in the 80s? Yeah, those were all 80s. I think, I, I think they were when I was in high school. And Frank McRae is still alive. He's a big guy, 6'6". Six, six. He was in Dillinger. He was in The Last Action Hero with Schwarzenegger. He was in Used Cars. Yes, Flight of the Navigator was in that, that feel-good era as well. Why don't we make any feel-good movies anymore? Now they're all nasty. Like all these superhero movies. They're not feel-good movies, are they? Not really. I think now to those feel-good movies are categorized either as... As kid, chick flicks. As, as kid movies or, <laughs> or oftentimes they are religious-based. Because the the uh, faith based movies are still oftentimes feel yeah, but they're movie. not people. They're not big block box office. No, they're movies. not. No, people they're don't want to go blocks. see them because they're not cool. Anyway, enough about that. We got more updates coming up. I mentioned in baseball. Did you see what happened in Denver over the weekend? Now people were getting high and they were now eating magic mushrooms. But that's not the big story. The big story was the mile high milestone that was achieved over the weekend. If you were scoring at home, you still couldn't be doing as well as the Colorado Rockies in their four-game series over the weekend. 92 combined runs in that four-game series. 92 runs! That's the most scored in a four-game series by two teams since 1900. Yeehaw! So the ball's jumping out of the ballparks, and there's now a lot of talk about juiced baseballs. And I remember back in the ESPN days in the 90s, 1993, if I'm not mistaken, the juiced baseballs made their way back. And what happened was Rawlings was making the baseballs. Okay. But they were, they were hand-sewn. Right. But then when Rawlings was because they were using a lot of baseballs, remember, it, prior to 1993, nobody was hitting a lot of home runs. I mean, if a guy hit 30 home runs, it was a big deal. All of a sudden, in 1993, the juiced balls made their way into baseball. And some juiced players, too. So... The so, Rockies came into the league that year, and obviously in Colorado in the rarefied air, there were a lot of home runs hit there. But there were a lot of home runs hit everywhere back in 1993, and they pretty much have determined. So what did they do? They so did, Rawlings then, instead of having them made by hand, they resorted to machines making them. Okay. And so the baseballs were wound tighter. The cores of the baseball were wound tighter, which made the balls harder, like rocks. So, that so therefore, they, they were jumping out okay. of the ballpark. So we went from... You know, the most home runs, well, no home runs, to guys just hitting 50 and 60 home runs during that whole era there. So and that brought people back to the ballparks because people, chicks dig right, the right, long right, ball right. and all this other stuff. Yeah, so now do. all of a sudden, it's back. And now people are wondering why all these home runs are being hit. Here's what's interesting to note here if Vince Scully were allowed, alive and still doing baseball. Right now, the way Major League Baseball teams are hitting the baseball, the league is on pace 
for 6,566 total home runs in 2019 in Major League Baseball. That would be 1,000 home runs more than were hit a year ago. No way. So something's up here. Yeah. It's not atmospheric conditions. It's not climate change. It's not humidors. It's not all these other things that were being used. And back in 1996, there were only 17 players who hit 40 or more home runs. 17. Right now, there are 25 guys in Major League Baseball on pace to hit more than 40 home runs this year. And just so that and I 96 have a, people were hitting a lot of home runs, but there were only so 17 of them. Just so that I have a clear them. image yes. of what happens. This is break down to the right. next level, right? It is not like the balls that are used in games are given to the teams ahead of time. They are Everybody gets the same balls. Yeah, but they are introduced by umpires, right? There's, it's no, they, no, they bring them. They bring cases of baseballs in the Rawlings boxes okay. to the teams. And then there used to be the umpires used to rub them down before the games with the mud from the Rancocas Creek here in yes. New Jersey. They send it in jars to all the major league teams, and then somebody before the game is supposed to take some of this mud and just wipe it on the ball to take the sheen off. Mm-hmm. And so all the balls are rubbed in the locker room and outside the locker room. And there's a lot of balls being rubbed post-game, depending on whether you win hey, or lose. You know, rubbing balls. You know balls. what they say. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So now the baseballs are then put in the back in the boxes, and then before the game, the equipment people bring them out to the umpires, and the umpire stuffs them in his, uh, he's got pouches where he has all those balls. So every right. time a ball hits the ground, they pick it up, throw it back. They use those for batting practice the next day. And they get a fresh new baseball. So the baseballs... Uh, there were a lot of balls being rubbed in intercourse yesterday, actually. I think that's a good point. I missed that part of it, though. You know, so you're looking at all the home runs, and you're trying to figure kind of out why. It's awkward when your mother's there. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure in your mother's lifetime, God bless her, she's uh, oh, been yeah. a part of the rub ball uh, generation. Uh, sometimes it may be yeah. good, sometimes it may be shit. Don't want to talk about that. And the whole thing about calling it juiced baseballs, which is what they're doing again. People are complaining, like, Really old school, old school baseball writers who don't like the game being the integrity of the game. So I don't know whether the balls are tight again, whether Rawlings has done something to the baseballs. But there's a lot of home runs being hit. And people like seeing guys hit home runs. And it can't just because... Not just chicks, by the way. And it can't be just because the pitching is sucky this year. No, the pitching sucks. But still, even the best pitchers are giving up home runs. So the point is, why are, the, why are there more home runs? Why are we going to have a 1,000 more home runs than we did a year ago? Are the players better? Are they bigger? They're on roids again? No, because now they do testing, so it's hard for guys to get away. With, and you don't see these guys. like We, we see all these guys in the 90s. They were yeah. all freaks of nature. You knew these guys were juicing. They were monsters. But now you got little guys hitting home runs. You look at, uh, you look at Scott Kingery on the Phillies. He's not a big, muscular guy. Are they still utilizing the exact same materials? I don't know. What do I look like, a chemist? Well, you have the story. So no, maybe they're you... saying Rawlings still makes the baseballs. Okay. I don't know if anybody's uh, – if Mr. Wizard or Bill Nye has gone into a lab and caught a baseball, because that's what they did back in the 90s. They took the baseball from 1993, and then they took the balls from Rawlings, the same company that made them, the year before, and they cut them in half, and they saw that the balls were wound tighter – by machines. So they used to do them by hand. Now they were doing them by machine to make it cheaper. Because actually the baseball controversy was the original company that was making the baseballs was charging like $2 a ball. And this is back in the late 80s, early 90s. So baseball said, screw you, we're going to go to a new company. 
So they went to Rawlings, Mm -hmm. and Rawlings has been making Major League Baseball since then. Now, they make them in different factories. The balls in the the 90s were made in Haiti, and so they were thinking, well, in the factories in Haiti where they made these baseballs, they were winding them too tight, which made them harder, which means when a bat hit it, it went farther. So we don't know right now. No, maybe the wizard uh, Mandrake is juicing the balls. No, unfortunately, he's uh, probably full of juice himself right now, and that's not good. So... Bottom line is, what's going on with the baseball this year in Major League Baseball? What is going on, Becky? This is the kind of breakdown you don't get anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. You don't see uh, Buster Aldi doing these breakdown segments. You don't see Peter Gammons breaking a baseball in half and cutting it open. We may have to do that on show. I may have to get out the bandsaw and cut a baseball in half and do a scientific breakdown segment on the show. Well, I know that when when the uh, deflate gate was happening, we had the football or a football in studio. Yes, two we different did. we had two different footballs. One that was at uh, regulation inflation. Yep. And the other one was at what they said the, Tom Brady Tom had. Brady had it exactly at. that because that's what we do on the show. We're not just here playing stupid drop ins and sound effects and reporting on nonsense. And let me tell We're about you, science. This is about science. Yes, prior to uh, feeling those balls and yes. examining them very closely and squeezing those balls as often as, you know, all the way around, yeah. I had the idea that I would be able to tell the difference. I could not tell the difference between the two balls. The footballs, not the baseballs. Correct. Now, I got, ba- I got a couple. We may have to bring the baseballs down and squeeze the balls and I see know. what's going on. I got a 1980s World Series ball. I got to feel that baby. Does That's it, old school. Right, but would it stay the same? Would it feel the same after all this time, so to speak? I mean, or does How it is it going to change? Well, I mean, you know, as they age, maybe they get a little softer. That's possible. Again, we're going to have to take it into the bun. We're going to take it in the lab, get the Bunsen burner, get out all the beakers, and have all this, the colored juices smoking. You know, when I ever do a lab scene in a movie, there was, uh, especially the old Frankenstein movies, they got the Bunsen burners and they got yes, all the, yes. all the, all the uh, test bubbling. tubes and everything, everything's bubbling. And, you know, they just Steam. put dry ice in there. Yeah. It's basically what they do. Robin, I got a nice bottle of wine if you squeeze Tony balls real hard. Thank you, Dean. That's very, that's, isn't that sweet of Dean? <laughs> Stupid takes and sound effects is the responsibility of this chat room. You're right about that, AJ. <laughs> I am pissed off. No, you're not. If you don't dissect a baseball tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed. I'm just telling you, I, I, don't, I don't have access to all these major league balls. I know. I got, I'm not going to cut a World Series ball that I got autographed by Mike Schmidt and Tug McGraw in half. You crazy? You know what that ball's worth? But it is an interesting thing. But somebody person, needs to yeah. do an investigative series on this. This isn't, you know, look at all the, look at all the media beat writer worrying about all-star voting. How about fixing the damn baseball, finding out what's going on with the baseballs? We used to be, you know, we used to be outraged about this Kenny, uh, Kenny, not Kenny Maine. Uh, he's at the major league. He's at the MLB network now. And he used to always complain about the juiced balls and the dead ball era and the live ball area era, not sweaty balls that we wait for Christmas for that. The sweaty balls make an appearance. But now I'm getting my congestion up, Robin. Where's the, ta- where's the tissue? Yeah, you're not the only one. Luigi actually, uh, Brian Kenny. Is that Bri- right? Yeah, Brian okay. Kenny. That's correct. Brian Kenny, good friend. We used to work together at ESPN. He was there for a long time. Then he went to the MLB Network, does a terrific job with all those guys at MLB Network. And he also 
was big a big guy talk. We did this all the time on ESPN Radio because we had seven hours to talk about it. Blow your nose, Tony. Let me blow my nose. Can you continue talking? Yes, I'm going to. So uh, speaking of uh, nasal cavities, uh, Luigi went to the emergency room this morning because his sinuses were so bad. So we um, we told him that's, that's breaking news. Yeah. We, t- we told him not to come in because I didn't. I said, are you sure it's just uh, sinuses and that you're not sick? And we will both kill you if you are sick and you get us sick. So we told him, get out, get out, stay home. Get out, get out. <laughs> so I-, I want somebody to get to the bottom of the ball thing. Not Jim Kenny. No, he's bad. Brian Kenny's good. Jim Kenny, bad. Not related. They don't even spell their last names the same way, I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, Jim Kenny has an E-Y. He does have an E. Yeah. You leave the E off for idiot. Oh, no, that's not it. You can't spell it. Anyway, so that's the bottom line. Why am I the only national voice here, the only international voice, on trying to figure out what's going on with the baseballs? Now, if you're a Phillies fan, unfortunately, you see most of the baseballs going out of the park from the opposing teams. Jared Eikhoff has given up 18 home runs when you look at the stats. Jared Eikhoff, the Phillies have lost 10 of their last 16, by the way. And now they're in D.C. for four games starting tonight against the Nationals, who are 9-5 and five in the month of June. So things are going bad for the Phillies. Their pitchers can't get anybody out, it seems. They don't have a fifth starter. So Vince Velasquez was brutal. He hits the first batter on an 0-2 count, gave up four runs and two in the third. Cole Irvin, the kid everybody was excited about with his hot girlfriend in the stands. Remember a couple of weeks ago he pitched that great game on a Sunday afternoon? And he was crappy yesterday. So... Vince Velasquez was brutal. Cole Irvin was worse. Jared Eikhoff was worse-ist. They even had to use a position worser? play. Worse, worse, and worse. Worse, worser, and worstest. Okay. That's what Keith used to do yes. on his uh, segments. So anyway, the question is, what the hell's going on with the baseballs? Phillies can't get anybody out. They're giving up home runs out the yin-yang. I mentioned the game in Denver. 92 combined runs in a four-game series. And most of it's coming from the long ball. As I mentioned, baseballs are jumping out of stadiums at an unbelievable pace. But then you got the Phillies, where Bryce Harper only has like 13 home runs. Mm-hmm. You got guys with 20 home runs already in June. So we're going to see 40 or more home runs by a bunch of guys again. And no one seems to care. You know why? Because when people go to the ball game, they like to see home runs. Yeah. Now, is this rigged? Are they, are they trying to help baseball again? Well, maybe, because, I mean, it does seem to coincide with low attendance rates. The Phillies are drawing okay. They didn't like Arizona. They didn't draw, uh, but good teams they'll draw for. They're coming back now. They're going to play the Miami Marlins. I don't know how many people are going to go out this past week, this coming weekend. But if they get spanked in in Washington D.C. these next four nights, mm-hmm. and they're facing their three best pitchers, Washington's three best pitchers, they're going to see Corbin. They're going to see Scherzer. They're going to see Strasburg and some other dude who I've never heard of in Washington. There'll be plenty of seats available for that series, I'm sure. I'm sure. And all the Phillies fans who are driving down from Philly to Washington to go see their team play because you can get good seats in Washington at a much cheaper price, I don't even know if they're going to make that trip now for this series, the way the Phillies are playing. And as Dean points out, maybe it's the new steroids undetected yet because we know the drug dealers are way ahead. But, I, but you, you don't see these guys aren't monster guys. Right. It's different if guys are jacked. Scott Kingery's got like almost 10 home runs already. Guys are already way ahead of their entire season totals from a year ago. These aren't big, strong guys who are juiced up. You knew when we saw Ryan Braun and we saw these guys in Giambi and 
These guys were monsters. And then Barry Bonds, who was already a big, strong guy, looked like... Yeah, he, they were... He, he was a monster. These guys were monsters. Not Phil McCracken. No, he's not... Uh, I don't think he's on anything. Yeah. He's a fraud, that guy, by the way. There's a guy on Twitter calls himself Phil McCracken, and he's basically a, a parody account. I don't know of who... No, it's, it's Barry McCockiner. That's the guy's name. Barry McCockiner. You get it, Robin? Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I had to think about that. For, my mom just texted me. Yeah, what, is she listening? She No, she and my son Christian. So, uh, Are they doing the tours and stuff? and grandson are at the Bar Bomb on 18th Street in Rittenhouse Square. The Bar Bomb? Yes. He's taking his grandmom to get wasted at, at, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, a pre-happy hour, oh, happy hour? Oh, that's my mom. Is your mom drinking heavily? I don't know. She doesn't do that, but I think it's so funny. She she she's a unique individual. That's for darn sure. Uh, can you crank this up, Robin? I would just play a little music, even though I was trying to play it during the entire uh, situation. You need to turn it up on your end. Here we go, ladies. Now we'll play this for all the Major League Baseball players out there. Gam Gam going off for a day load. Yes, she is. No, she's not driving, your mom. No. Public transportation, man. Damn right. Are you ready? I'm an upper-class high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And I always feel You don't remember this song, Robin? The event is never small. The social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. Yep. And there's such big Everybody's got big balls. And my balls are always bouncing. My ballroom always full. And everybody comes and comes again. If your name is on the guest list, no one can take you higher. Everybody says, I've got great balls of fire. Big balls. I've got big balls. Yep. I've got big balls. They don't write songs like this anymore. No. Funny they were playing ACDC since we were just talking about it the other day. The video is funny because they have all these animals with like tennis balls in their mouths and people big lifting up big balls and, and balloons, balloons and bowling balls. And Speaking of balloons, that's still that. Whenever I see somebody with big balloons, it mm-hmm. always reminds me. Of E-C-dub, when, E-C-dub. when we were in uh, in Las Vegas for the porn convention. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, one of them, I don't remember. It was the adult. It, they all look it? alike after a couple. Of years. Adult con or whatever. And um, well, we were actually not there for that. We were there for something else. But we attended one day and we wandered around. And one of the booths that they had there was a fetish booth. Yes, I have pictures with it too. Of, of I think I took some pictures of the fetish I guess girls. There is there is a fetish of popping balloons. Yes. You like when you blow up a balloon yes. and you keep blowing it so and you don't girl, know when it's going to pop? So the girl in on these fetish videos is blowing a balloon mm-hmm. and she keeps blowing it and blowing it and blowing it and you don't know when it's going to finally explode. Correct. And that is the fetish, is people get off watching somebody explode, over-inflate a balloon and have it be popped. It's, it's much sexier when a chick does it. I saw this one guy trying to blow up a hot water bottle on the Guinness World Records thing. 
That's you, actually dangerous. I know it is. You got to have unbelievable lung capacity yeah. to do it. So you can, they can kill themselves by that because I yes. guess the the pressure in a hot water balloon, um, if you mean a hot you, water bottle, a hot uninflated. water bottle, excuse me, a hot water bottle, if you don't uh, have the control in lung power to prevent sounds like you've the, been working with a lot of balls before, Rob. If you don't have the lung power to control the air from rushing back into your lungs, mm. you can explode your lungs. See what you learn on this show. <clears throat> so yeah, kids. Right. Don't go blowing up grandmom's hot water bottle because the good thing is most people don't have hot water bottles in their homes anymore. Back in the day when I was a kid, everybody had a hot water bottle, yeah. right? Not just for anima purposes. But, you know, just now because now you can put things in the microwave and take it out and it's hot. You got hot packs and all this I other remember, stuff. I uh, remember going to my aunt's house and, not, and, and taking a shower and not, reala- not understanding what the tube was. It uh-huh. had like this little stick with holes in it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that was and I embarrassed the heck out of her. It's ridiculous, Robin. You know where you're on. No, you're on a highway to hell. Smart. It's an ACDC Monday, baby. Smart PGMR. Yes, I do have a lot of information on balls. Oh, I, oh excuse me, I'm blowing. <laughs> there used to be a balloon ball blowing goat at the Florida State Fair. I've never been to the Florida State Fair. Is ACDC top five of all time? Are they on the Mount Rushmore? I don't think so. I mean, they're they're on, maybe Rob. top ten, not top five. Now Dean's going to hate on you. Oh, no, I love ACDC. I just don't think that they're top five. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is a live version, Robin. This yes. isn't the studio recording. I don't know how he still has a voice left after all that. Smart PG says yes, top ten. So you know how wrecked my voice would be if I had tried to sing like that, just for one night. I know. Well, I think it helps if you're a heavy smoker. I don't think it helps. <laughs> Well, it helps you sound like that. You don't have to work at it. It just comes out naturally. AJ Marcos, I feel like getting on my Harley with the Sons of Anarchy. Absolutely. AJ in San Antonio. San Antonio would disagree with you on ACDC. They're not top ten? Oh, smart PG man. It's um, Shoe Connection. We miss Shoe Connection. Is that who that is? Yes. I did not know that. Long time no here. I know. Speaking of fetishes, there's a lot of foot fetishists on Shoe Connection to buy a quality shoe product. Mm-hmm. Do you still have the site, shoeconnection.com? I don't know. I'd have to check it out. It's been a while. Tony RU2 says, that's a fetish, blowing up a hot water bottle? My fetish is getting blown and blowing up. Now see, come on. Dean has it ranked now, the top four. Led Zeppelin, one. Queen, two. Stones, three. ACDC, four. That's why I hate doing lists, because there's always going to be argument on where they belong. 
Smart PG MR says, yes, he does have the site still up. I'm going to check it out. Beautiful, man. Shoeconnection.com. I need some new uh, seven-inch spikes myself. Knock off, uh, what are those, what are those, what the red cells all called? The, uh, the Louboutin. I got your Louboutin right here, honey. In fact, if you get these shoes, you probably are a new Bhutan. Since I do everything DIY, I would just buy a really nice pair of shoes that look hot and then spray paint them underneath with a nice red lacquer. Make it look like the Bhutan. It's my shoe oh, it's connection. it's myshoeconnection.com. Dean actually isn't older than dirt. He's actually, I'm a lot older than Dean. You, you would never know. You know. he's stuck in the 80s, man. We were talking about Ragu, and I should have brought this particular uh, story up. Wait, big finish it, Wait. There it is. Yeah! Yeah! I should have brought this story up. We have a PSA that if... A public service announcement? Public service announcement. I know that we did the ragu thing about how there's finding plastic, and people mentioned, well, good thing that you don't have to worry about it because we make our own. Yes. Now, one of the things that always goes in gravy, a.k.a. spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, sauce. Mm-hmm. is fresh garlic. Yes. Now, for And there's anybody- all kinds of contraptions out there. You know when you get a garlic, the whole head of garlic, because the cloves are the things inside. So you buy a head of garlic... And you can go into any of the stores. Uh, Sur La Table, which is a great kitchen store. Mm-hmm. Kitchen Capers. What's the other big one uh, in all the malls? The kitchen store. Where uh, they sell blenders and everything else. Uh, William Sonoma. William Sonoma. You can go into Target and find, if you go into the gadget thing. Garlic. Right? Oh, this thing peels the garlic oh, best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I got think, that full garlic clove? We cloak? must have... Ten different garlic peeling accoutrement in the kitchen. And it's about peeling the skin off the garlic. Right. That's the biggest pain in the ass. Because when you break it, you try to break it and yeah, everything you goes all it, over. It's great. It's easy. There is now a genius video out. It's called Why the Hell Did I Think of This? On how to properly... See, now we're going from food. We're going from science, balls, good luck charms, golf balls, soccer balls, NBA balls, to now gravy. We're bringing it to the table. Garlic balls. Garlic <laughs> ball with a knife. They're clothes. Yes. But you got it. garlic goes in anything. You can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You put some garlic in there, boom, Ugh. next level. As I've said many times before. No. Not, there's one, there's three things you can't have too much of. Garlic, red wine, and sex. Those are probably the three basic food groups right there. Wait a minute. You forgot cheese. There's four All things. right, garlic. Four things. Red wine. How many, Tony? Well, it's probably a longer list than that. That was supposed to be four. How many? Four! Anyway, garlic. So now Robin has found the video. For all you people now, because I can't explain this. You have to watch it to believe it. It's basically one knife. It's more like a paring knife, right? What size is that? I haven't seen this yet. Oh, you have to see this. You send it to me. It's a woman with a knife. Not a big-ass knife. Just sort of like a paring knife size. And she takes a clove of garlic... And what she does is as simple as simple can be. Let's watch this. So it's got the skin on it. So what she does, she sticks it between the cloves and just moves it a little bit. And then she, for the first one. And wait then a minute. Wait a, wait a, wait a, wait a minute. What? So she's not cutting anything off. She just sticks it in and then cut. So the first thing you right do it, is the first clove, you've got to stick it in between the two cloves. Like in the little ass cheek part. <gasps> now listen, I'm going to have to explain this. 
Because people who aren't can't see it don't understand. I'm doing play-by-play here. So what she does, on the very first clove, no. you stick it between two cloves, and then you, like, wedge it a little bit so there's an opening. Then you take that same knife, pull it out, and stick it in the middle of one of the cloves, and then you turn it sideways, and you pull it right out. Skin's off, boom. Fresh clove, boom. Mm-hmm. Next clove, you stick the knife in the middle of the clove with the skin on. And when you turn it sideways, you know, like sort of like peeling an orange when you get I the oranges. I need to go get a clove right this second. I want to try this out. I don't want to get all garlicky up in here. I don't care. Garlic smells good. Seriously, I... Is that I am... not the easy... Not the slap chop. It's not one of those little rolly rubber things where you stick it in and then you roll it around and then, my, oh, voila, the, the skin comes off. My mouth is hanging open right now. I am absolutely Is this not the greatest idea to, to do it? To, is this not the easiest thing in the history I've... of garlic peeling? This will be life-changing. Yes, it will. Can you imagine showing your mother this? My mother's 95, Robin. I don't think she's cutting much garlic lately. But Although she, she would, would do it amazed. by hand. She would, I mean, yeah, the, skin, I know. The, the, the worst part about garlic is peeling the skin off because you get it all over. Once you have the cloves, then you cut the little brown then off, and then you can mash. You could slice it, dice it. You can do it a million different ways. Then you can put it in the slap chop once you get the skin off. Or then you can put it in anything. I, I need to go get it. I'm going to go do get it. Do we have a full head? I have a full head of garlic I got upstairs. a full head here right now, too, as a matter of fact. Seriously, we're going I'm from going... balls to the head now. I have to go try this, Tony. Seriously, I'm can we be... try it later and then film it for dinner? We can make a little garlic people and olive oil. I only, I only. Don't people want to see it live? We'll tape it and put it tomorrow as part of a special cooking segment. Tomorrow, you can't give okay. everybody everything. You can't give them science. You can't give them math. You can't give them uh, baseball breakdowns about velocity, exit velocity, and all that other crap. We I should am, do it live, though. If this works, I will be so... Of course it works. This isn't a sleight of hand. This isn't a magic trick. This isn't a, an Indian magician trying to go into a dirty river and escape like Trevor Houdini did. Trevor from the did. 203. Tomorrow we're doing Cooking with Robin. You know what we are doing tomorrow, though. What are we doing tomorrow? Fawn, he's scheduled to be here in We're going person. to do tattoos and we're garlic t- and tattoos? <laughs> cooking and tattoos with uh, Tony Bruno, Bruno Nation Live. We do everything on this show. Yes. I may have to bring down a little. Uh, bun- you know, we should do a cooking segment. What you need is one of those little burners. Oh, the the the. We need to get one of those. Uh, uh, not convection. Uh, the ones where you. It doesn't matter if you touch it. Uh, yeah, those are those are. Uh, uh, what the hell are they called? They're. It's, it starts with a C, doesn't it? It's not convection. Convection is when the fan turns yeah. on in the oven and it's it circulates the heat evenly in a convection oven. <sighs> They sell them now. It's it, they're not conventional because conventional is when you turn on a, 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 an electric stove. Right. Electric back a flat pops. Somebody's going to come up with it. You can now it. touch them, at, and when they're red hot, and you're not right. going to get burned because it only gets hot when you put a metal pan on it, and that's how you get the conduction of the electricity. So when you have a glass conduction, stove top, conduction, conduction, conduction. I did it. And you've seen these when you turn them on, they get red hot. But they look at it, but you can put your hand on it if it's a conduction pan. One, pan. It's yeah. a pan, but the oven is clean. And then there's the air fryers and all this other stuff. It's a good cooking segment here. We need, we need the emerald in here to go, bam! I don't think he's bamming much these days, Emerald. Oh. I think he's selling air fryers on, like, QVC. You the crap out of riddles down here, and all three all cats three are cats down here. All cats are down here now. They understand what they can learn on this show. Look at them. They're all absolutely zoned out. We need to get a camera, Robin, and follow these. Do a cat cam right now. Not a CAT scan. I've had too many of those. Or an MRI. By the way, I do have a hernia, but I do not have prostate cancer. So in, that's the breaking in news. Inguinal. Inguinal hernia. Isn't that a, 
a dish that you put with some kalamad in there and know. you mix it in together. So there's Riddle, Daddy Riddle. He's out of it. Look, he's, he's upside out. down. He's finally he's he he calmed down as not being mean to his son. And there's his there's son his sleeping son next to him. Sleeping next to him. And then up here and in the box. Up there in the box. Oh, what's in the box? That's Lily's in the damn box. Except I can't. Can, let me get her from this side here, so to speak. And there's like the, there's Mama Lily. Look at her, Lily. She's, she's out. She's out as well. She is complete. I racked her. She's out. Lily, should I wake her up a little bit and see if she moves? Oh, there she is. Look, look at the beautiful she's blue like, eyes. What do you want? I'm trying to sleep here, man. What's wrong with you? Oh, now she she's has licking some. her lips. Oh, now they're all. They think they're gonna get fed. Look, she's licking. She's lips. Look at her. Good. Look at her ears are back. She's like. I was. I had the most amazing dream, and you. I was in this unbelievable cat sex video. There was all kinds of cats doing all kinds of nasty stuff. There was all kinds of pussy. (laughs) (laughs) See, you could say that and get away with it. I could say there's some evil eyes right there. Anyway, there's no vertigo. I got the camera now and then locked and locked. I turned it off. All right, there you have it. Cat cam, ladies and gentlemen. You don't get that anywhere else on radio, TV, or any place. There is there is another uh, channel on Twitch that is cat uh, videos. I they th- used to be BuzzFeed. They used to show cat videos. We may become the new BuzzFeed and just post video. Just have a separate can camera on the cat every day. All you got to do is put any kind of animal on social media, and people watch that shit. They don't want to see your kids in graduation parties that end up in gunfights. They want to see cats. Seriously, not the musical. It sucks, and it's well, back one, in town, and I, I don't know why bunnies. people. It's like baby bunnies in a cage. And Rubber just, baby buggy bumpers. You remember that? Could you say that fast five times, Robin? Rubber baby buggy. Uh oh, she she not even on Rubber the first. Rubber baby right? buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Have cat videos jump the shark? Six one zero. I'm no. And what's the what's the latest? Well, I need a breaking oh. news, Robin. Yes. What's the latest on the damn telephone lines? We're excited. We're excited. It is the the new phone thing is shipped. It's supposed to arrive here tomorrow. No. Uh, hopefully, it'll arrive in time for the show, but most likely not, knowing my luck right now with shipping. But um, yeah. Oh, Yay, man. tomorrow. I've been wondering. People want to call into the show and rip us and rip us live and rip us hard. <sighs> Trust me, I know. All right, crank this up, Robin. Crank this up. I got to play one song. Let me... Here we go. Let's go to new edition. Kick it old school Oh, we again. did it wrong. It's supposed to be red rubber baby bu- bumper buffer. Ugh, I can't say it. Red rubber baby bumper buffers. Bumpers. Remember this new edition? Bobby Brown and the Boys. Rubber Baby, Red Rubber Baby, Bobby Brown, Bubble Bumper, Bubble Bumpers. Ralph Tresvan in there. The suckers could dance too, man. Red rubber baby, bumpy bunkers, baby. Bumper buffers. Uh, not barstool big cat, no. You remember this song, Robin? I do. If you were going to say no, I was going to have to overturn this entire table. Even the cats are stirring now. I think they're stirring some ragu in there. 
This is back when we had telephones, and that's <laughs> And we are going to have a telephone again, hopefully. Yeah! We'll for sure have it back by Wednesday. Wow, wow, wow.